figure. Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sound. I'll sound. Speed. All right, guys. All right, one take. All right, mark it. All right, action. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You Win Show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. It's floating pictures, it's so great. Movies, so join us, everybody, for the Film and You Win Show. Okay, this is time for the Film and You Win Show. Very special recording upon us. It is me, Max. As always, I'm here with Juliet. Hello. And joining us through the internet is our friend, Mark. What's going on, y'all? Mark in the house. (laughs) Click that like button, hit subscribe. (laughs) Smash it. You know what I'm talking about? We're just here doing the right thing, not doing the wrong thing. Um, It's really great to have you on. We haven't done this for a while. We've released a couple flashback episodes with you, so... Uh, it's been interesting looking back at those past episodes and realizing why is there something different? Is there something going on? Uh, yeah. So I have, we haven't seen you in person. We for haven't about been a month, avoiding so. you, to be clear. Uh, I don't know. It's like everyone's wearing masks, but I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not you... allowed to do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been weird. It, we've been calling other people and doing shows, and then as well as like you know editing past recordings and. I feel like I'm having a conversation with you, but I really haven't seen you for a month. <laughs> uh, I I'm still as uh, hot as ever. Mm. Well, that, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so you're not you're not gaining the quarantine fifteen right now. Uh, no, no, I mean not at all. I'm I'm actually I'm like ripped right now. I'm I'm working out constantly would you, would you um, look like a thor maybe on a scale of uh Captain i'm more America than an infinity beginning? war thor than an oh. in-game thor spoiler <laughs> <laughs> that is kind i'm of also a... uh practicing being delusional um nice. so that seems to be working right now very well <laughs> you're still working during all this madness like you're you know your job is essential so i mean how's that been working throughout all this um, it, I mean, it's weird for sure. I mean, getting used to it and everything. Um, but it, we're, we're also not like returning from war, you know? So it's not like, you know, we're, I'm just going to work and stuff. I mean, I guess it's weird that now I work at a job that I could, you know, theoretically die from, <laughs> which is kind of strange. Yeah. Like I will die for you whole foods. <laughs> Well, as long as that food's stocked, you right? Know. And Whole Foods is a sponsor because they're keeping you fed. <laughs> that's yeah. That, that's Whole Foods, a reach. Shout out to Whole Foods for sponsoring <laughs> filming you in the Grilling Out Networks. Uh, you can get a lot of great things at Whole Foods to grill uh, if you want, uh, amongst other things too. So uh, pop into Whole Foods, Amazon.com, hit that like button. Yeah. Uh, the the discount code is there's no code. Just pay the full price. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Just, uh, just, just, just say hi pay. to me, and I'll, I'll just get you things for free. You know, I think it's interesting that you pointed out, like, yeah, you're not like coming home from war and you're writing letters, uh, to to reach everyone. But there is an element that you know, like, we're quarantined at home. You know, we're staying at home, but like, you know, you're still going every single day, and I'm sure it's every single day has been just different. Just seeing people come in, I'm sure you've seen changes throughout the weeks. 
of yeah, I mean, mass and down, distance. Um, a little bit for sure. Uh, the I mean, the distancing honestly is really only just us employees. The customers are just like they're just popping in and just you know they don't care. Like they, they'll they're rubbing up on they'll, you. They'll, They'll get right up on your shit. Like, you have to, like... There's a lot of times that we have to tell people to sort of get a- away a little bit. <laughs> like, please, <laughs> sir. Step, that actually step happened to me. We went to, uh, like, a Lowe's or something, and um, I pushed my cart over for the guy because he wanted to clean off the carts where he walked in the store. So I pushed the cart that I had to the guy, and I'm staying in the distance. But this couple mm. came up behind me holding hands, to walk past me and so I moved out of the way because they have no gloves on no mask on or anything but they're yeah. pushed up against me so I walk more towards the guy and I have a mask on and he has a mask on and he's wiping things down and I walk towards him and he goes uh ma'am six feet away I'm like yeah but I uh but th- oh <laughs> like yeah. I didn't want to yeah. get in trouble today Right. It's it's a very it's a very odd thing getting yeah, used to it's it. Weird. I feel like it's it's giving a lot of um individuals like sort of a credence to to fly like their I'm a dick flag, you know, too. Yeah. Um I don't know, but at the same time it, it is pe- people are being really nice. I said that we're not returning from war because a lot of people are like Listen, thank you so much for being here. And like, you're thank so, you for your it's service. Just, it's like, that's very nice of you to say, but like, you know, but it's interesting. Like, wearing mask, uh, was gonna ask you, do you have like mask fashion or do you look like a doctor? We have mask fashion. Yeah. So, my mom is mailing us some uh, handmade masks that she uh, has sewn together for us as a present. Uh, so, we have some of those kind of cool. Mom fabrics, I guess. Yeah, coming in old pillowcases that are becoming masks. But yeah, like I use, uh, I use my buffs. Yeah, but we're also we have stuff. threadless is coming through. Um, his sister brought us some threadless. Uh, attention to threadless, uh, which <laughs> apparently is they're a sponsor a, as well. A um, sustainable company, but also it takes artists. They they put through their own designs. And then it's kind of through a public vote uh, to utilize those designs for the artwork that's on them. So, for example, oh. I've got one with all the Spice Girls on it. Hey, uh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> like um, cartoon versions, or yeah, like like art Spice Girl art. Uh, there's also like cool designs. I got my mom one. Spoiler alert: she'll never listen to this. But I sent her <laughs> one that has teeth and dental floss on it for her to wear. So they do all kinds of different designs, but it's a sustainable company. But it also um, proceeds for it go to um, another charity as well that uh, donates materials to healthcare workers and things. So there's other ways to get it, but we like the mom ones that we're getting. Love that. Yeah, I mean, I think regardless, it's uh, you know, it's it's safe to go out and get supplies, but it's also just kind of be cautious. And if you know, if all it is is really just wear a mask. Um, yeah. And if you can have a little fun with it, that's cool too. But um, feels like some people are still having a hard time going. Like, well, I'm at the grocery store; it's safe here. And it's like, right. well, it's open because it's essential. I mean, it's still like 
technically yeah. nowhere is really safe. I love know? a good drive. I love a good like errand by myself. But there's also something fun that can be said about I ran my one errand for the month and now we stay home. <laughs> yeah. And watch movies. Yeah, I've I've one hundred percent kind of enjoyed like my days off, just not having to go anywhere or do mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, I think there's something to it as well. Where I grew up in Wisconsin, and we'd have uh, you know seldom sometimes because school would still stay open, but we'd have like a snow day, and yeah. it kind of feels like it's like that, but dangerous. It's <laughs> yeah, it's a little dangerous. You can't go out sledding for fun. Um, I you could. I just think of anything people can spin this positive is that it, it sucks. This is hard right now. It is definitely an inconvenience. But at the same time, you can flip this around of maybe this is the restart you needed for your life to just kind of. Maybe this is when you can redo your house. Everything kind of slows down a little bit and, you know, you could just kind of get ready and just kind of hunker down. You know, like the storms here, you know, maybe not go out and party. At, right. Go, go have spring yeah, break. Like get it together. Watch that. Read that book. That you've been uh, putting off What's if you can book? if you read. Yeah. Well, anyways, it's funny that you brought that up though, because I did have my notes that I was gonna, uh, you know, appreciate you doing what you do, but uh, apparently. I'm glad you needed a note for appreciating. Mark. Well, just making sure that remember. I said appreciation <laughs> to him, and then he just. I didn't know. Remember, Mark. Good, Mark. Appreciate. Listen. <laughs> To everyone listening at home, I have a few notes that help us flow through this. And uh, one, I was pointing out that one of my notes said, make sure you appreciate Mark. Hey, I feel that, man. And I appreciate you for appreciating me. You know, like we're out there front lining it, you know, taking taking jabs. <laughs> and we're jabbing back. You know what I'm talking about? Like jabbing we're washing our hands. Yeah. Uh, and if you are trying to get drunk, I got you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just sitting back at home and just doing my best, uh, you know, end game Thor body right now. So, yeah. Are you, how you looking? Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think it was said after we were done with end game that I'm like an in shape fat Thor. So yeah. I'm not like, you know, as sluggish, you know, so it's like, I'm like, you know, I'm like an in shape you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, I, I'm totally. mobile, you know, I don't drink all the time. And I have Thor's alcoholism. <laughs> what did you, wait, say it again? Said I have Thor's alcoholism, so it works oh, out. Oh, very good. Yeah. You, you, you don't, but, because <laughs> uh, we'll get into that with this movie. Uh, Thor's alcoholism, a little exaggerated, but uh, interesting right. though. He's just, I mean, it's more like a college situation than alcoholism, but anyway. All right, so... We got, you know, Mark, glad you're doing all right. I'm so glad that you can join us today. We, we're we really excited about this one. I, I assume you are, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is a big, uh, big movie. So we watched the movie Endgame, and it's crazy because Endgame is officially a year old uh, this month. It came out April 26, 2019 recently. Uh, so, yeah, it's just recently became a year old. Huge you know, series finale for like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How many times did you see this in theaters? Uh, I saw it three times in theaters. <laughs> I think, uh, I, yeah, I think I'm three as well. Juliet? Uh, did I see it once? You saw it twice. Twice? Unless you saw it behind my back for I a think, third time. Okay, maybe I saw it twice with you. Well, we saw it opening <laughs> night together. And then I was away on a I job. Next. And then uh, when I came back from that job, I saw it on IMAX. So That's I was right. away for a job. I watched it on a day off and like when I was up in Dallas. True. And then came back and saw it again in IMAX. And I think I cut myself at three 
And then yeah. I probably watched it. We watched it a few times once it hit the flicks. Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen it roughly maybe three to four times now that it's been on <laughs> video. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm approaching almost ten. So wow. um, I, I've, I've seen definitely it probably seen it. around ten times too. I mean, with that, like this movie is very rewatchable, but I also think that the rewatchability of this movie, it, this isn't a movie for everyone. This whole series wasn't really for everyone, but. Overall, like one of the more anticipated films, I'd say kind of in forever. If you really look at the scope of like what Endgame really represents. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, Infinity War 2, I, I went back and watched it and listened to a couple of other podcasts on it when um, when it had come out. I mean, that was a huge deal as well. Like really big. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like these. These movies, I mean, especially like the last two Avengers specifically, um, were absolute, like you had to see it in theaters with an audience, you know, reactions, like you needed that, I I feel like, to to go see it. And I mean, for the longest time, it was just packed. Like I saw both of these movies in theaters a couple of times, and it was always, it always just felt like a global event I was attending. I thought of you definitely to discuss these movies because I remember having a discussion with you when Infinity War was coming out. We kind of did this in our same different styles. We didn't do this together, but it was kind of leading up to Infinity War, basically rewatching all of the past movies because there's like particular orders out there to kind of lead up to like the big showdown in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You did that, correct? Yeah, definitely. Um, I went through and watched all of these in order. And I think that I got to, I, I was I was attempting to lead up until uh, Captain Marvel, which came out, which came out after probably, Infinity War. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and then, and then Endgame as well. It, and it, th- that was really exciting. I had never really devoted my like any time to like watching this series. I had seen some of them, and I kind of was like a dick about them for a long time. <laughs> like just been like, yeah, I'm better than that, you know. I like Paul Thomas Anderson and like right, Mark right. Scorsese and shit. Like I, I don't watch that shit. But um, but I, I changed my tune on that. It's it's wonderful escapism, and honestly, it's it's wonderful. It's insane, especially with the conclusion with Endgame, which I feel like that they did a really good job with. Um, how you could have like all of these characters and stories and all this stuff happening, and then and just kind of t- seamlessly tie them all in for the most part. I felt the same way as well. I didn't really care for these movies, and then something clicked on me like halfway through on the ride that went, "Oh, I really appreciate what's happening." Like Juliet, how do you feel about these films overall? Yeah, I think um, when Infinity War hit was when I was like, okay, yeah, I know that we've always been told that they're in the same universe, but now we're bringing that universe all together for real right now, all these different pieces. And then when Endgame was coming out, and even during while I'm watching Endgame, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is worlds colliding. Like, it's happening. Like, you you, you miss these characters, and you get these characters back. And, um, yeah, so I, I feel like I... The first Avengers, I did not care to see it. I don't even know if I did see it other than on Prime <laughs> at some point. Well, um, I mean, so have, have I don't you think seen? I saw it in theater. You mean the Joss Whedon? I meant like the original, the, the original, the Avengers. Um, I didn't see it in theaters at all. Did you see it in general in life? Yeah, like after I watched okay. Infinity War. So you have seen it. So have you seen like all of these movies? I've seen, I think, most, if not all of these movies, but all on just streaming sites. 
Gotcha. Not oh, theaters. so you're saying Infinity War was the first time you saw one of them in theaters? No, I'm sure I watched like I think I saw uh, Civil War with you in theaters. Or yeah, that's like that. that's actually correct. But I mean, like the the see like wanting to see one and watching them on my own didn't happen until after I think I saw Infinity War and New Endgame was coming out. That was like kind of an ultimate, like finally, like watch how we handle all mm-hmm. of these movies in one movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, how about for you, Mark? Was there, you know, cause we weren't like on the train right away. Like what was your turning point where you go, Oh, I'm into this. Uh, the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. Just overall, like just to become a fan of everything that is leading up to Endgame. When, when did you, when did you get turned? Um, I will give you a, uh, just a raw, honest answer here. <laughs> um, I, um, had, uh, broken up with this girl and I was sad and I, <laughs> I, I like to get through it. I I literally was just like, all right, I'm just gonna escape into comic movie world, and I'm gonna like devote myself to this and watch this in order and like get super into it um, to try to like as like therapy as escapism therapy or something. <laughs> Love it. And that is that is literally like how I got into this film series, like <laughs> as as much as I did. What was your first one? Where, where was the one where you're like, oh yeah, this is pretty great. Um, well, I mean, I saw the original Avengers in um, theater, like when it was out. Um, it, it's written and directed by Joss Whedon, and I uh, was a big fan of the Firefly series, which I had just recently seen. And I was like, "Yeah, I got to go see it." And I loved that. Um, I really liked. Um, I, I've seen a, a number of these in theater um, before. I kind of fell off, but. But my favorite one that I've seen in the MCU, like, hands down, is Winter Soldier. I love that one. Maybe that was kind of the first time that I was like, yes. Like, that is, like, a legit, like, almost Dark Knight-level comic book movie. I think Winter Soldier is that for a lot of people. Uh, I feel that one gets brought up a lot because, I mean, it was a really good movie in general. So fucking Um, good. It was really Civil War me that made me go it's i guess civil war was the first time i really noticed the blending of different characters from different movies and now when it's called captain america civil war but it was really an avengers movie as well like it felt like 100%. before felt like before here's an iron man movie with iron man and then you'll have to wait till the movie is called the avengers to see all of them together yeah. And then it felt like ever since Civil War, I noticed, oh, you don't know which ones you're going to get in this movie. Because then later it's like we have like Thor Ragnarok that involves the Hulk <laughs> and obviously Loki again, who's alive. But then we get to know Valkyrie. And it's like kind of like when we start expanding these universes with different characters, all of a sudden I kind of appreciated what was happening and what was actually evolving with the series. Because I'll be honest, I saw the first Iron Man. I just went, ugh. Same. And I think you brought up the Dark Knight. I think a lot of us were still on a high from the realism of the Dark Knight series. Yeah, um, and I, if if I reference that movie during this conversation a million times, it's because I do. I like that is one of the that is my favorite comic book movie, if you even want to call it that. Like, yeah. it's it's phenomenal. I guess Batman is technically a comic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> technically. Have no, you heard of really this happens. maybe comic? No, Batman, Batman. is real. <laughs> <laughs> Batman is not fake. Like yeah. what? It's not a comic. It's real. I are. It's real life. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> He's here with me right now. Hello. See? I, I Hello. I, anyways, uh, yeah, I think then what happened was I, I saw Civil War, then all of a sudden I appreciate like, what we're building up for, and then it was leading up to Infinity War. I, I remember I was in between jobs, literally just wrapped a job, and I was like, Infinity War's coming out. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to binge all of these in an order that the internet tells me to and led up to Infinity War. Oh, yeah. and I, I don't know. It, it just felt like uh, very rewarding in, in the most nerd way possible that I could say it, you know? 100%. Yeah. Well, I think we should just dive into talking Endgame now and just go ahead and just get into this film focus and break down this movie. Hey, hey, Hocus Pocus, it's the film focus. Into this film focus, I want to start off because what's interesting is we, we talked to you first about doing Infinity War and Endgame. Because I think they're kind of the same movie, mm-hmm. but I don't know if we have enough time to go talk in depth about Infinity War as well as Endgame. I have, I have until tomorrow at two p.m. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing. But... <laughs> Someone just starts this podcast and like it really hasn't it stopped. Really hasn't... <laughs> I can get, I can get Addison to make a pot of coffee. <laughs> we're gonna, too. we're gonna make like a, 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 our own like cinematic universe for this podcast. It's just like previously <laughs> on. Uh... Yes. That sounds great. So, yeah, I just figured we could talk about Endgame, but it's it's kind of the Endgame and Infinity War are so tied together. So it's like we're obviously going to bring up stuff that happened in Infinity War because it's just basically Endgame is just a direct continuation of what happens in Infinity War. Right. Some quick numbers. So, like, Infinity War, when it was made, was it's, it was the 19th Marvel movie, like part of the Marvel, the MCU. Um they wrapped up production on the Infinity War in July 2017, but then they started production on Endgame like the month later in August 2017. So they really didn't stop production. And then they finally wrapped Endgame's production January 2018. Both movies are re- released in consecutive Aprils, and Endgame officially became the highest grossing feature film ever. And then Endgame officially became the highest grossing feature film ever. It uh, took place. Uh, it took over for Avatar. Wow! By a slim margin. It beat the Camerons. Um, the one before Avatar was Titanic. Yes. Yeah. Titanic. Great movie. So I actually just for fun because I thought this was interesting. I do have the what the top ten is currently right now. Okay. Spoiler: There's a lot of Avengers on here. <laughs> um, number ten is Aven- Avengers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, so number 10 is Avengers Age of Ultron that brought in $1.41 billion. Uh, number 9 is Furious 7, uh, which is part of the Fast and Furious uh, trilogy. Best Avengers. <laughs> Groot is amazing it, in that movie. Oh, yeah. Groot has way more lines than I am Groot. <laughs> I, I forgot that <laughs> these are all connected. In a strange way, these all are connected in a weird way. I'll let you figure out the connection you when I keep... Are the shrooms that, hitting? Yeah, is that right? what's happening to you? <laughs> number 8... <laughs> Oh so number eight God. is the original The Avengers that came out in 2012. That was $1.52 billion. Number seven is the 2019 Lion King that brought in $1.6 billion. Can you guys guess co- the connection for Lion King? John Favreau. John Favreau directed it. Avengers is even connected to Lion King. Uh, number- <laughs> Whoa, Simba is Iron Man. <laughs> number six, Jurassic World from 2015. Chris 1.67. Star-Lord is... Um, not only a raptor trainer in this, but uh, yeah, he's also, also a Guardians a of the Guardian Galaxy. Guardian of the Galaxy. Number five is Avengers Infinity War, uh, $2.05 billion in uh, 2018. Oh. 
Number four, The Star Wars Force Awakens with $2.07 billion. Three is Titanic, two is Avatar, and number one is Avengers Endgame. Endgame Whoa. beat Avatar by, I think, $0.006 billion. Wow. So that's like that on a, Tuesday. a lot of it's money. It's a lot of money. I don't know what <laughs> .006 is, but it's important to note that, note that they basically were like, neck and neck like how much point zero zero like am i of a billion dollars you know point like my financial situation we'll save that for the financial financial pod the the fact that you're still employed and a lot of us aren't i bet you're number 12 on the top grossing films of all time right now so whoa okay gotcha i need to start spending Yes, Avengers, it's it's safe to say looking at this top 10 all time, I mean, every Avengers movie is in this top 10. Um, it's just, it's a money-making machine. And I mean, it's kind of interesting when you think like money-making machines like that, they're not going to be quality, but I think we ended up getting some really good quality films towards the end. And I feel yeah. a lot of it was when the Russo brothers kind of joined the fold because mm-hmm. it feels like uh, their directing approach really kind of changed the the whole like kind of yeah. scope of the whole universe for us. Yeah. I mean, they directed four, I think of them, right? Like it was Winter Soldier was the first one. I believe, yeah, I believe that's correct. And then and then Civil War and then um and then yeah, the last two, Avengers. Yeah, and it just felt like their involvement is what really kind of changed the tide uh and it, it's kind of I guess that's you know, you brought up Winter Soldier. I brought up Civil War. That's kind of when I started getting tied in a little bit of just like, oh, these movies can be really cool, too. Yeah, they were uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity, and Endgame. Yeah, so they did those four, and those are four of the better ones. They also did Yumi and Dupree, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, they also did Arrested Development. That's where they kind of <laughs> yes. came from. And then I think their funny thing as well is that, like, they bring in, like, Arrested Development <laughs> Easter eggs throughout yeah. all of them. Uh <laughs> Tobias uh, Funke is showed Funke. up in a uh, in in the Blue Man outfit. Uh, Civil War, there's a battle where there's like the uh, the what what is it like the stair car? Yeah, is in the background. So what? Oh yeah, the staircase is in the background. This. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. and then in the collector's a- uh, area, uh, what do you, what would you call it? The collector's cave. Um, he's got a picture of Tobias Fugate's headshot as a blue man. That's so amazing. They threw in those Easter eggs for sure. So let's talk a little bit about what happened in Infinity War leading up to Endgame. I mean, we've seen Thanos show up in so many random films, and he's looked different throughout <laughs> most of this as well. Uh, he's changed his look, but I think they finally got their look with uh, Josh Brolin bringing Thanos to live, and he's finally he's going to do it himself. Mark, what do you think about Josh Brolin's Thanos? Thanos is- Thanos is pretty good looking. Um, I mean, it's that's that kind of I I feel like is what makes these uh, movies kind of like great as opposed to good is is his performance as Thanos, because um, it is sort of a tired trope in these things. Like here's a guy who is showing up and he's a genocidal maniac. He's going to commit genocide and we have to stop him from committing genocide. Uh, now the level of which he's committing genocide is, I mean massive it's literally the entire universe but i like that he's not like maniacal you know like i will kill everyone aha like he's very impassioned he has this vision he believes in it he he truly believes that he's doing the right thing and that what he's doing isn't bad and that the bad that will take place is for a greater good um and and i think that that is played to a t um by josh brolin and like it's it honestly is the one thing that i think 
turns the, these into great movies is the fact that the evil guy isn't actually evil. Right. Yeah, I think that was a knock on a lot of of these uh, Avenger movies is that the villain was always very uh, one-dimensional and really didn't have that much besides I just want to win and destroy and become an obstacle that the Avengers needed to stop. Um, I felt like it wasn't until really later on you know, because like Civil War, the the villain were kind of themselves because like the Avengers were just at odds. Um, and then um, we also have then moving into like Black Panther. It felt like um, hate monger or sorry, Killmonger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it felt like Killmonger. That's a different actually, movie. Yeah, but uh, Killmonger though has a little bit depth to him. He has a, a cause or a reason for everything, and I think it's. Thanos is great for this because sometimes when he gives his long monologues of what his goal is, it is genocide, but you're kind of like, oh, I can see your point of view, bro. I get you. I mean, in Infinity War, there is a moment where Gamora goes back to uh, wherever they're from. And they they go back to that thing and they have this whole conversation discussing like what what he is going to do and how he's going to go about it. They're talking about her home planet. Because he destroyed that. Spoiler <laughs> alert. And then and then killed her parents and then took her on as his own. And uh, she brings that up angrily. And he's like, yeah. And now, like, since I've done that, it was a small price to pay because everyone's eating. The the planet's returned to normal and, like, balance has been restored. And that that is his whole goal, which isn't terrible. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's not terrible because the way he justifies this is that it's going to be perfectly balanced and not like uh, like no one's safe from this. It's just kind of completely unbiased and fair in his mind. It's random. It's going to be just random. It doesn't matter who has money or who, who is this. Although, sort of like the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, sort, of, <laughs> sort of like the coronavirus. Um, but I mean, the thing about Thanos, though, that, you know, it's still genocide because clearly him and his his cronies aren't going to get affected. Um, so, right. I mean, cl- I mean, it would be pretty bold if Thanos vanished. <laughs> yeah, like he accidentally erased like, oh, himself. Well, that was fair. I guess like, I, had oh, a fi- I had a 50 50 shot that that was going to happen. <laughs> I've always wondered that about like the snap is what they call it. Like, does he think about all these people? I think you're supposed to will <laughs> like, it because when um, the Hulk tries uh, to snap it and when Tony will snap it, like all of those things, they say, I tried my best to try to like will it into existence. So when Hulk did it, he said, I tried, I tried to bring her back. Yeah. So he was thinking about getting rid because he got rid of all the bad guys. He got rid of all of Thanos right. and his crew. That was his snap. Sorry to jump ahead, but like no, that's, that's that sort of it, it's that you're willing what you want to happen. So I assume that Thanos was like mm, half of the people that I don't care about. Thank you. Snip. We've already established that he doesn't need to like snap his fingers at all. Um, you know, to use his gauntlet, he just clenches his fist. I mean, he blew up a whole moon and threw it at Tony Stark. <laughs> um there wasn't anything established like, well, to do the oh, world erasing thing, I have to snap my fingers. Right. It felt like it was a statement that he said to Doctor Strange when they were on Titan, where he said, all I have to do is snap my fingers and mm-hmm. I can make like half the world disappear. So then it felt like he like after he said that, he goes, you know, that's a cool idea. I should <laughs> snap my fingers and do that. That would be kind of cool. Better than just. You know, doing a fist thing. What if a what if a what if a song comes on that Thanos likes, and he just accidentally, you know, like, oh, yeah. like just starts snapping along with it. 
He's like, oh shit, I just killed most He's, of the he's just walking down the, 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 the sidewalk, like, listen, like listening to something, just snapping his finger, and people are just fading in the background. <laughs> oh. Doing that thing you do. <laughs> half the wonders have disappeared. We'll save that for that thing you do. <laughs> wait, wait. Half, there is one. half the wonders have disappeared. <laughs> Um, which does happen, spoiler, at the end of the movie. Um, <laughs> of course, it's the bass player who disappears. Anyway. Anyways, so it's it's interesting because as a villain, I think that's what makes this movie work so well because he's very powerful, he's very strong, but he also has more of a mission rather than like just wanting to create chaos. Like He wants to do this because he thinks it's his destiny to purge the world of us just like overusing our resources. I believe he would call himself inevitable. Yes, he, I believe you're correct. He does say that a few times. He does say that that's his last words, actually. Fun yeah. fact, but not a fact. Spoiler alert. So let's discuss, though. Infinity War, Thanos comes down the planet, and immediately um, we saw that he's destroyed Thor and his people. He's already re- received like some stones, but he's on the quest to get all the rest. Mm-hmm. And then, but he sends his cronies out to destroy everybody. So after several battles and scenes, and it finally comes down to one showdown that where he just needs like a couple more. We have the people on Wakanda protecting Vision's Mind Stone, and then we have Tony, Doctor Strange, and most of the Guardians of the Galaxy looking to take on Thanos on his own turf. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. And it doesn't work out, does it? Not at all. No. And also, uh, Vision. I hate Vision. <laughs> yeah. He's lame. I hate, he's one of my least favorite of all of the characters of of, of this series. Because um, in Ultron, he is amazing. Really good. Yeah. Like, he, he literally cuts out a town. I mean, there is all kinds of shit going on. And he's incredible. Um, as this embodiment of of Tony Stark's program, yeah, whatever exactly. you want to call it, and then and then in Infinity War, he is completely useless, completely useless. Um, he literally has a, a, an Infinity Stone in his head, <laughs> and he is just completely pointless um, and just vulnerable for some reason. Well, and it's interesting because uh, I think you know what they established early on in infinity war is that he got stabbed so that's why yeah, he's not uh, functioning we'll just, at full capacity yeah. but it just kind of felt like you're right in age of ultron he's like running through buildings mm-hmm. i mean he was oh, unstoppable yeah. he is completely unstoppable he is a super badass i mean he's literally this weird evolving robot thing they have this problem but vision is one of the, like the most egregious issues but they have this problem where in previous films, they established how powerful these said superheroes are. <laughs> but then when they um, roll into we have to use multiple villains and multiple superheroes, we can't just simply this superhero we established could probably do it all themselves. Uh, we have to establish reasons why, like, well, they're weakened now. But I just thought with, like, Vision, it's just funny because he's really just... I'm trying to remember the last time he was relevant, and it might have been when he was, like, actually created. He, I mean, almost, he becomes a love like, interest in this one. That started in Civil War. Kind he's of like thing. watching her. He's watching the Scarlet Witch. Right. Yeah, in Civil War. But then all of a sudden now we jumped to Infinity War and it's like, oh, That's they're in full term. on romance now. They're in love. They're like, I like they're, I, I feel like that they're sort of like on a secret love trip together. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like they're supposed to be um, hiding out or something like that. I, I don't know. It just kind of felt weird. Uh, but oh, then the secret love trip. <laughs> I was waiting for the song that went with secret yeah, well, love trip. We're gonna re- we're gonna make that happen. Don't worry. <laughs> so yeah, another thing too is Scarlet Witch. Just to go along with that, and I think we run into that with Endgame with Captain Marvel. Those are another just another couple examples of superheroes that are definitely just way too powerful for this. But for some reason, oh, Captain Marvel, I I could <laughs> I also hate Captain Marvel, and it's not because the character sucks. The character is amazing. Right. Like Captain Marvel is fucking incredible. Like holy shit, why the fuck are you showing up now? Like why aren't you like 2008? Like why isn't there a Captain Marvel movie establishing? <laughs> the most important like she's arguably the most important avenger yeah like the like weren't the avengers sort of like started by her i, I haven't seen that movie in a long time but like didn't her and nick fury sort of be like we should like assemble a team like yeah like and and i mean she's like the most she's the superman of the marvel universe she can do anything like while the you know silly avengers like Captain America and Iron Man, they're like, you know, they can handle Earth. She'll handle the rest of the planets, like, in the universe and, like, save them from, like, everything. And she she just doesn't have much context at all. It's just like, I'm glad you're here. It's great. You seem to show up at exactly the right time all the time because <laughs> movie's gonna movie with you. But wh- who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, where did you come from? Yeah, Why it- are you... <laughs> Like yeah. I want to like you more, but it's annoying because there's she's just sort of like I'm here now, you know. It's like great. Where did you come from? Where was she when Ultron was destroying in a complete country? Where was right. she when uh, Loki was, you know, bringing Thanos? Yeah. So the issue with that is just like they wrote it off simply of well, there's a lot of other planets and universes out there, but it's weird. But when we get involved with other planets and universes, like well, you still just weren't available. You're um, fucking Captain Marvel. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's so frustrating. Like I I don't think I mean the frustration for this character in this series, as I I felt impassioned about it from the moment I walked out of Captain Marvel, like the first time I saw it, I was like I hated that. It pissed me off because this is the answer to all of these problems this whole entire time. I mean, and she literally shows up to save the day. Like, without her, nothing happens. I mean, she she, she saves Tony at the beginning of Endgame, yep. brings him back, and he is the person who saves the universe. Uh, and then also, they're about to lose. Like they're about to Thanos at the end, and she shows up and fucking saves the day again. It's just like Shoots she her only body serves through the through the spaceship. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, well, it's Captain fun- Marvel is just like this weird little convenient tool, and the character's so cool. And if you read about it, like just outside of the MCU, it's just like man, like they really could have. She could have been around a lot more, and we could have learned a lot more about her. <laughs> there would have been a lot less movie if she was around more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, she could have just, just done her thing, and it just would have been done, but still. Anyway. The endgame battle, Scarlet Witch is basically about to defeat Thanos in this moment, and then uh, he decides to just open fire on everyone, even though it's going to affect, like, you know, his soldiers. And that's how he's able to break free from Scarlet Witch. But then Captain Marvel shows up and just blows up the entire ship. It's funny because 
in theory, all along, we just needed Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel, and these movies are just over. And it was funny right. that we, we get a scene at the end where we literally, oh, that's how it could have just been with these two, just basically at the very end. Yeah, I mean, also, too, we could have used a lot more Scarlet Witch. I mean, she clearly was insanely powerful, but she yeah. just was sort of on the run with fucking Vision the whole time <laughs> on, like, a love trip. It's so annoying. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> a romantic getaway. Also, did did both of you notice how Scarlet Witch's uh, accent has, like, severely changed throughout the series as well? <laughs> Okay, so Alt Age of Ultron when her and her brother Quicksilver are the, the twins. I didn't know that was her brother. Well, like they're they're the Russian twins. That's like who oh, they I didn't have. Oh she was Russian. Well exactly, and she is. Uh, if you <laughs> is go it back Natasha Russian? Uh well yeah, but Are you I mean, talking about Natasha? I'm not talking about Natasha right now. I'm talking about in Age of Ultron, um the two twins are like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, and Ultron's using them until the very last battle they get converted to be good guys. Hmm. Right. And then Quicksilver dies, and then Scarlet Witch joins the group, and then I think we next see her again in Civil War. But yes. if you rewatch... Well, she, she kills... Um, Scarlet Witch kills, like, a... Doesn't she, like, blow up a hospital or something? Like, she does something really bad. Yeah, and, like, they're, that's, they're, they're trying it, to it stop... the whole Accord thing. Yeah, they're, it's, it's the whole catalyst for the plot of civil war because they're trying to stop like hydra uh or like terrorists i believe i'm trying to think back to it but then in the middle of stopping them she shoots her powers and blows up like an entire building on accident right my bad um but yeah going back to the accent though you should just go back and play them and just watch how it slowly evaporated because um it is funny how thick her a russian accent she has in age of ultron and then by the time we get to I guess Infinity War, she's just talking with Vision like normal. Yeah. <laughs> no, she has her normal Elizabeth Olsen voice. Yeah, she just kind of slowly became Elizabeth Olsen. The, the superior American. Olsen. Yeah. yeah, no, clearly the best Olsen. The, the other white Olsen. <laughs> um, so Infinity War leaves us on a cliffhanger, which is really kind of cool in the film, because I did not, uh, it was not spoiled for me, I did not expect this snap to just fade away. Right. 50% of our characters. Like, Juliet, how did you feel when you saw that happen for the first time? I was very surprised because I knew nothing. Because, like I said, I think I only saw Ragnarok and Civil War. So mm. I didn't... And the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I didn't know all of the things and all of the... like. The, I feel like this journey was expected by true, like, full-fledged fans of this. Um, but as like an adjacent fan, I didn't know that this was, was going to happen, which is rare in a movie of this epic of proportions to not know yeah. that this is what was going to happen. Yeah, a complete a complete tragedy, mm-hmm. and it's 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 real heavy. Yeah, especially um, I actually Spider-Man. just I I watched Infinity War today, and it's like it is it is heavy mm-hmm. when that happens. It is real sad. Yeah, because it's like deep down, you know that they're probably gonna come back. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's really, <laughs> you know that, like, yeah. of course they're gonna save the day. <laughs> but it was funny to watch Black Panther, extremely successful uh, first movie, just like fade away into dust, and then like right. Spider Man, like just faded away. But then it turns out it was just because Sony bought the rights, so he was slowly <laughs> just fading away. 
uh, Guardians, you know, they want to have a Guardians 3. It's like, see most of them fade away. When you know people are going to get their own solo mm. uh, film, you don't really yeah. fear them that much. When Thanos kills Gamora to get the uh, the one stone, that also is pretty brutal. It's pretty intense. Yeah, I mean that also good. That's good Thanos shit right there too, because that that also kind of like further humanizes him. Even though he is like the most evilest, baddest of guys ever, it's just like fuck, dude. He just killed his daughter. Damn, and he's real upset about it. Like, but he is committed to ending half of us. I only knew it was his daughter because he said daughter ten times before then. He does, he does say daughter. Daughter, daughter, daughter. Like, daughter just call me Gamora. Daughter. <laughs> it's 2018, father. Do you do you only call me daughter because you forgot my name? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm your soul stone. Uh, I mean, that's so old-fashioned. Like, son, grab me a beer. <laughs> daughter, f- jump off this cliff. Off. Let me throw you into oblivion. <laughs> It was funny in that moment because, I mean, I was shocked that it happened, but, you know, like the second that, you know, Red Skull says that, you know, you have to lose something which you love. I'm like, oh, well, thank God Gamora's here. Because um, <laughs> otherwise you make this trip by yourself. You're what like, if he went by himself? He's like, fuck. Well, that's literally what she says. I She's mean, just I sort love of like, t-shirt. aha. Like, now you fail because you love no one. And he's like, yeah. He's like, JK, love you, bitch. <laughs> yeah like, he's like she like he literally starts crying and she's like oh really tears like she says that i'd be like but i love this jacket <laughs> yeah um, like this is a good hair day for me father my favorite watch <laughs> kill me tomorrow <laughs> It, God. I mean, and it's yet to be discovered when we get into this new phase of Marvel, what will really happen to Gamora? Because obviously in Endgame that we get to see her, the past Gamora, um, show up and immediately become good. But uh, but at the same time, it's fair enough because... It's a very complicated movie. <laughs> what also takes place when the first Avengers was pl- taking... Uh, the first Guardians was taking place and she did... She was kind of turning at that point in Guardians yeah. as well. But uh, it's still yet to be discovered where Gamora will land. We uh, the last image we have is that the Guardians are about to travel uh like leave at the end of Endgame and we just see that Quill is just searching yeah for Gamora. That's it. So I guess we'll see if she's really dead. But it's still a well, bold I move mean, regardless, they, you know. They meet at in, in Endgame, don't they? Like they meet and it's like it's it's this I mean this sentence is like hard for me to even like conceptualize. But isn't isn't the Gamora that meets Peter Quill uh, like the one from the past? It or is like, past Gamora. Because yeah. current Gamora present, was killed. And she, and like, because at one point she's like, "This is the guy that I'm in love with," and it's like, "Yeah." And 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 I guess that they have to convince her of this. Like, she's yeah. just gotta like. So past you gotta Gamora, become this person because this is who you become anyway. Right. I don't, I don't, so so past Gamora connected with current slash yeah current Nebula. And so she trusted her new her sister, um, and kind of let her explain what was going on because she started to see Thanos for who he was, which is why she entrusted her new sister anyway, who was current Nebula. And what then is even happening? It's a lot. A lot of <laughs> things are happening. And then and so Gamora trusts her current sister. Oh, past Gamora trusts new 
Nebula, uh, New Gamora was thrown in a pit. So it's all about. <laughs> Do you want to repeat this whole sentence and just say Pascamora, No Gamora? Pascamora <laughs> is New <laughs> Gamora. Pascamora is New Gamora. Current Gamora is dead Gamora. Uh, oh, <laughs> current man, Nebula. That is, the, that is our new band name, Dead Gamora. Dead Gamora. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so uh, basically, yes, that was Pascamora that we're searching for now, but she is starting to understand um, who she is destined to become. So she is now, I, I think Guardians 3 will see that attempt to try to make her a part of the guardians again. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Good, good podcast, you guys. Let me reiterate though. We do not know if she got snapped or anything. We don't know what happened to Gamora because he's still just searching for her. She's not in the ending scene. So it's yet to be determined if it'll be past Gamora. It probably will be. It's going to be past Gamora. Um, yeah. Gamora's everybody dead. comes back. Yeah. If you want them to. <laughs> if you wanted Black enough. Widow's coming back for her own um, spinoff. Whenever so. that's going to be in theaters. It's supposed to be this summer. So um, <laughs> I guess, you know, because we're talking about Gamora getting sacrificed. Um, you know, I wanted to ask both of you because we see a similar. Let's not get into all the time travel. We'll talk about that whole plan. But we do see Black Widow basically get sacrificed just like Gamora. I mean, what do you guys think about Black Widow's sacrifice? Is it kind of weird that it's redundant, like seeing a similar scene in back-to-back movies? Yeah, I didn't or are you care. cool with it? I don't care if we're bringing people back from the snap. I don't care about bringing people back from the dead. It just doesn't. It doesn't resonate with me that much. I didn't care. Yeah, I mean, of course, and I don't know. There had to, you had to get that stone back somehow. Yeah, and. If you had to kill off one of them and it's it's no like secret that hawkeye no one gives a fuck about hawkeye right you know? like, he's right. sort of i feel like that when you talk about these movies with people everyone's just like who fucking cares about that guy you know the best hawkeye scene is the beginning of endgame that was amazing yeah like uh the the intro to endgame which if we go through it kind of like piece by piece we can talk about that but um but like, yeah. I mean, if if he fell down and she got to live, that wouldn't have had the emotional depth of, you know, losing her. But honestly, both of those characters could have both died then, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. You well, know? I don't think like losing losing Natasha was even a big deal because at the point that we are watching this in theaters, we know that she's getting her own movie. So as moviegoers, right. we're not losing her. As moviegoers, we know we're going to see another movie with her. We know she right. survives. So it's it's. If you're going to kill a character off for us, don't let us know that we'll get another two hours with them again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's also how you want to compare it, though, because Black Widow is, in fact, dead in the series. So it is kind of strange that we're going to just watch an origin story of her. Um, But as far as, like, dying off the series. Disney needs money. (laughs) I mean, I just I think it works better (laughs) if her origin story already exists um in this world um if they had fit that in before and (laughs) but but the thing that's the most definite thing that we do know about is that when people got brought back from the dead that hulk was unable to bring back black widow so we Mm -hmm. do know for in fact that she is dead in this world but uh hulk Hulk really just is letting everybody down in these last (laughs) last couple movies i tell you what (laughs) 
he can't turn into to the Hulk. Like literally, that scene was like, "Hulk, come on, buddy!" And he's like, "No, no, I don't like, want to." I thought it yeah. was. I, I still back Natasha. Yeah, I thought it was a bold move though for her Fuck to Hulk. die before, um, like she like has no involvement in the final battle. And it was kind of interesting because this is an Avengers movie and she's just kind of absent. And that was like the first time they're really getting her some like extra depth. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was like almost like too much depth. Got to die. Um, <laughs> also, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich lover. Oh, yeah. No, wasn't it just peanut butter, though? It was just peanut butter. She made a point to say that. Um, you know. I don't think we have like all the time in the world to go piece by piece, but I do want to talk about that opening scene you mentioned with Hawkeye and his family. I guess it was an explanation of where he's been this whole time and why he wasn't in Infinity War because he's on house arrest eating uh, ketchup sandwiches and shooting arrows with his daughter, basically, just living the simple life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the daughter uh, was uh, a, 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 the real daughter of one of the Russos. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Fun fact. Um, and the Russo, more Russo kids, apparently there's a lot of Russo kids. Um, they appear, uh, they're, they're the kids in the diner that, that get the selfie with Hulk that don't want to get one with Ant-Man. But yeah, the opening scene, <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like a horror film, like a little bit. And it's interesting that we know what's going to happen, like as the audience, but but he does not. And it kind of makes it even more like, oh shit, <laughs> like look out. Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, it was pretty. See your family. Yeah, it was really effective when he was shooting an arrow with his daughter, and when he just turned around, and then you kind of see like a little speck of the dust still floating in the air. Uh, yeah, I thought that was. Do you think that he ate any of of the hot dogs or burgers? Do you think he was still hungry <laughs> even though his family just died <laughs> or disappeared? Because they were. I mean, they're ready. <laughs> what if he did? What if all yeah. of a sudden they like? He's like, hello? Hey. He's like, well, I'm going to eat this hot dog when I figure out what's going on. <laughs> well, I guess I could take this ankle bracelet off now. I'm going to turn into a crazy ninja assassin. But first, we eat. <laughs> like... Can't let this food go bad. The apocalypse just took place. <laughs> that is a good point. Or maybe like the hot dogs vanished too because it was like half the, <laughs> half, like, the food's population. <laughs> he just, just turned into dust. Like people are Like the people don't disappear, but their food disappears snap style. <laughs> yeah we really didn't break down like yeah did like food like what happened to toilet paper did that vanish oh my god who's holding the what? toilet paper <laughs> people yeah is it just people or is it like did like cows you know well they said here? living creatures because they said half the the planet's living creatures as well so Some plants oh man rats yeah because um Plants like, and rats. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently not one rat. Do you want to talk about uh, one particular rat that basically if this rat doesn't do what it does, we don't have a movie? Oh, the, yeah. the <laughs> Ant-Man rat. So the best part about uh, our introduction to Ant-Man, so we know from the closing credit scene that he went back into the quantum realm, but then uh, Hope, Hank Pym, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, I forgot the, the wife's name, Mom. who they just rescued... Uh, vanished so he's stuck in this machine so here's a little thing about that so that mm. means that the whole world went to shit because like half mm. the population was gone so someone took this beat up van that has clearly looks like a nuclear device or something in the back <laughs> and then moved it to a storage unit and just locked it up and they're like yeah this is this fine is fine 
Let's put this in the storage <laughs> unit for five years. Who cares? Then when someone pops out of that miraculously after five years, like, Don't oh, that's worry, cool. You can Ken leave. Jung will be there. He finds out his daughter is older now. And it's kind yep. of understanding, mm-hmm. oh, people think he's dead. She's aged five years. So then his next reaction, like not given a phone call, is to then go back to that storage unit, get that beat up van, and then drive all the way to New York from California. To yeah. find the Avengers. It just seems like that was a big leap of faith. Like that van made it all the way to New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, That's I think the, leap of the, faith. the shell of the van, it was a disguise. That van is super. I mean, it's a time travel van. Well, the machine inside the van's a time travel machine, not the van itself. Maybe he shrunk it down and yeah. then drove it. Like you Maybe can... the time travel machine makes the van better at being a car. Maybe he shrunk it down, put it in his pocket, got on a plane, flew to New York. Whoa. With it in his pocket, and when they did the, like, TSA thing, and they were like, scanny scan, he was like, whatever, I'm part of the 50 good people. And they were like, oh, no need. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Yeah, what happens to TSA after the snap? <laughs> it seems like it seems like the only sort of indication of how things are after the five-year jump, like, that of things being not normal, or, like, functioning and, like, kind of just fine. Because um, it seems like the world... At least in the San Francisco world, everyone's just like, yeah, we got this monument now. And, you know, like, we're all sad still, but, like, you know, I'm still, like, you know, watching movies and, like, <laughs> you know, I going to uh, Bermuda next week. Pretty happy about that. But it's, <laughs> is, is this that shot of, like, New York and all the ships, like, in the harbor? Like, New York looks fucked. Like, that looks like some I Am Legend shit. Yeah. And then they're, you know, having a little group meeting about, like, you know, getting over stuff or whatever yeah and the garbage because um, where was scott was he san francisco i think he's like yeah northern california based on oh yeah because uh, there was trash everywhere so like i guess all the trash man got snapped and they didn't figure that out in five years i know there's so that like there's so much shit it's like yeah it does look like we're in some sort of like the last of us kind of world like sometimes <laughs> or like the walking dead or something right and, but then like there's other times where it's like oh no the this this part's fine like, we, we figured out this part of everything, but, like, you know, this street, fuck. Other street, totally fine. It's like the snap didn't happen. It's like half It's like half of, like, society is, like, also trashed. And then the other half is like, yeah, fine. Yeah, I felt like sometimes it was taking this, this angle that the world emotionally is just never healed from just something so unexpected. People just vanishing, like, magic in front of your eyes. Yeah. I'm trying also, to th- either think if I was doing something with you two and then you just randomly just vanish in front of me and that's it. No goodbye. No, like, see you later. It's not like, you know, this person was sick for a while and we just knew their time was coming. It's just that the dust, the like, you're having a conversation with them, you turn around and they're gone. Yeah. And because, you know, like, Hawkeye goes crazy over it as well. And then I thought the Captain America support group's kind of interesting because they really seem to hold on to the emotional weight of losing. Mm-hmm. like this so unexpectedly and, and you that's know that's also one of the first times that you see characters in this film franchise that aren't superheroes or involved with superhero stuff yeah i just think there was like a human element that we've never really experienced that much in most of the marvel movies you know like how all of them end and you know like the world gets like blown up and buildings crumble but it's like we're still victorious and then the next movie will just take place 
where everything's been normal for a while. I think this is like the first one where it showed like, oh no, stuff has not been normal for a while. Everything's very devastating right now. Normal as much as we can. Also, in this world, go like I mean, there's restaurants with salads and dessert. Dates are still taking place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a new normal. but the trash outside of the restaurant <laughs> is stacking up. Okay, you know, both of you made pretty fair points about that. I mean, like, the garbage part, it's like, I just don't want to. Uh, all the garbage men are gone, and I don't want to. Yeah. Um, maybe Thanos <laughs> could have made, like, half, half the garbage disappear. <laughs> Thanos, can you show up and just snap the garbage can away? snap the garbage back? So, movie starts with, like, immediate aftermath of the snap. Like... Right. Tony has basically been floating through space with Nebula. Uh, and then Captain Marvel brings them back. And then we get finally the Captain America, Iron Man, ex-best friends, like, showdown. Where they, like, actually look at each other and like, start kind of bickering about... Liar! Yeah. yeah we the and... Avengers. Not the Revengers, right? The Avengers. <laughs> he wanted to be the, the Prevengers, not the Avengers. Yeah. When they go fly through space, that's Captain America's first time in space ever. Yeah, he says that too, right? I know. It's super cute. He's like, hey, we're in space. This is cool. Was that a yeah. direct quote? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he don't said, don't puke in my ship, Cap. That's cool. But um, no, I, love, I love Thanos on this planet. It's like a Hayao Miyazaki film. <laughs> Like he's like farming, he's cooking soup, like he or something. I mean his he's planet is lovely. It. Well, Juliet, you definitely have thoughts about Thanos gardening. Yeah, I mean I, I think it's it's quite peaceful. He's basically the angry old man that was like, Fuck all these kids, get off my lawn and he made his own lawn. I remember specifically seeing in theaters with you and you just started laughing when you saw him gardening and stuff. Well yeah, yeah. because I mean he's the an ultimate like villain and I think that's the beauty of Thanos is that he's this horrible evil villain but then his his literal end game was to just garden and make some soup all by himself and if he didn't have to kill his daughter yeah if he didn't have to kill his daughter to get there i'm sure he would appreciate to have gamora with him um but you know now he's just by himself yeah he's just gardening and and it's (laughs) After after the suit making, I just imagine him just like grabbing a guitar, <laughs> being like, "I'm alone in my garden." Wish Retired you would step out from that ledge, my friend. Thanos <laughs> <laughs> so is just working on beats. It's like it's, it's getting really good. I'm excited to show everyone. <laughs> we'll put this uh, on YouTube what I've been later. Working on, you know, I'm gonna come back to the universe with music instead of uh, destruction this time around. <laughs> Thanos was uh, definitely practiced social distancing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but I, one of my favorite dumb lines from uh, any of these movies is, I use the stones to destroy the stones. <laughs> like, yeah. <"Whoa." laughs> cool. <laughs> I was definitely fooled. You know, I was kind of like, oh, they're going to attack Thanos. I was not expecting Thor to just chop his head off and then. We're going to go to five years later. Yeah. Um, That was pretty effective for me. Was it? How did it feel for you two that like, oh, wow. I was pretty upset. I didn't like him getting his arm chopped off. It's all this stuff. I'm not, I wasn't okay with it. Wait, are you like team Thanos? I'm not team Thanos. I just didn't expect to see an amputation in this film. It disturbed you to see. I was disturbed. Wait, you the didn't expect to see an amputation? In I didn't a... expect to see an amputation. Do you know what he did with that off? hand? 
He erased the garbage men. <laughs> he lost Earth. all garbage men. Okay, so besides amputation, though, I mean, were you expecting the film to be Thanos is dead and now we're looking at like this five years later? I mean, I, I guess I, I wasn't really expecting the film to go that way. I thought it was really interesting uh, change of pace. No, I did not expect the, the villain to be dead right away. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was... Uh, but he's yeah. not. He exists in another timeline. Yeah. Whoa. He's inevitable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just <laughs> think... inevitable, dude. I just think that's what really worked, though, with Thor chopping off the head. It felt so shocking. Like, it shocked the other Avengers that were there. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, we'll get into uh, Thor's PTSD from all of this. Uh, <laughs> hot Thor. That. I like to call him Hot Thor now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Sexy Thor. It's been five years, though. The world is just... Not picking up their garbage anymore. <laughs> um, but Ant-Man does present this time heist idea, but they, of course, need a brilliant mind. And then I have in my notes, I just wrote Daddy Stark. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to start from he there. He is a fucking daddy. We know that Tony, well, they, Tony Stark they is go, retired. They, they, no, they go to, uh, I mean, they try to get uh, Banner to do it, and it kind of works. Well, like, but at he, first it's when they went to Tony, though, because they went to him and he said no, so uh crazy oh that's right okay yeah but regardless of the plan itself what i wanted to ask you two about just the the angle of seeing a retired tony stark living in a cabin being a dad um it's amazing it was really kind of fun just to see this new kind of side of his character you're just used to him just figuring out stuff which spoiler he does figure out stuff but good change of pace as well it's a very modest cabin i think that's a big deal too yeah with like really expensive stuff in it but the cabin outside <laughs> but is the like exterior rent porch is kind of like okay it's just wood i mean you get to see tony stark finally after all this time do some fucking dishes mm-hmm. <laughs> wear sweaters he, yeah you know and just be outside <laughs> and by the lake you know <laughs> And it's and it's interesting With, because uh, Chris Martin's wife, <laughs> <laughs> Ex- I think ex-wife. Wife. Yeah. All right, conscious uncoupling. I, I think what's also interesting <laughs> about it is he's still, I guess, holding on to this guilt of not being able to help Peter Parker, uh, because that yeah. ultimately is what makes him kind of change everything. I just thought it was interesting because it's been five years. You know, I mean, you thought about this a lot just because they showed up like, hey, time traveled. It's like. You figure he like he switched really quick of like oh I can do time travel actually I figured it oh, out he, really fast I got it he figured it out real fast super fast and it's just kind of like where was this for five years did it really just take <laughs> Ant Man coming out of a rat trap so you're just because sitting, it wasn't a rat trap but, but that's the thing he's just sitting around for five years making a baby uh, having a good old time in his cabin while he could have been solving time travel and bringing people back. <laughs> I just think... uh, Was there no crime? That's another question I had. Was there, like, nothing going on in five years? I think the movie handled that by showing that Black Widow kind of has her new Avengers team. Okay. And I think what kind of solved the lack of crime, Black Widow asks Okoye about an earthquake under the water, and she's like, so how are we handling it? It's an earthquake under the water. This is how we handle it. They're just checking in, but it yeah. just seems like, oh, yeah, I mean. Where all these superheroes kind of have a job, and they're just doing their job, and there's nothing's a big deal. Nothing's catastrophic enough that it takes multiple 
um, team members. They might have a two team member thing here or there, but everything was like, yeah, no, we just solved some crimes. That's what we did. It's under the water, whatever. Right. And Captain Marvel, short hair Captain Marvel mm-hmm. is uh, popping around the other planets and helping them out. Yeah. But we have to explain why she didn't just solve everything. God damn it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So they do have this plan for time travel. Tony Stark is not into it because he doesn't want to give up what he has right now. Um, well, he's also worried about fucking with time and like literally losing what he has. too. Yes. Yeah, losing what he has and making things even worse, I guess, just to put it simple. So they go to the next best thing, which is now Dr. Hulk. So <laughs> I think that's interesting because in Infinity War, we saw that Bruce Banner... Hulk was hiding because of his embarrassment of how bad he got beat up by Thanos. Mm-hmm. And really, actually, besides Thor Ragnarok, we really never see Hulk again. Besides yeah. that opening scene in Infinity War, and then Hulk just refuses to come out. And then right. basically we get Endgame where it's a combination of... It's it's suit Hulk. We don't get to see Ruffalo anymore. We don't get to see Hulk anymore. We just get the new character. You Sexy know? Hulk, as we like to call him. Um, yeah, I just want to. I d- want to also. I I would love to eat a bowl of eggs that big, man. <laughs> oh yeah, his breakfast looked awesome. That looked delicious. Looks so good. <laughs> when all this is over, let's eat eggs, you guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, Hulk style eggs. Yeah, like big bowls, scrambled eggs, and we'll just. It'll be good. We'll watch this movie together. Down. <laughs> Dr. Hulk does, like, you know, try and it's valiant, but they just need Tony Stark to, to get the job done. So they develop yeah, this Hulk whole... Yeah, all Hulk can do is get Scott Lang to pee on himself. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or whatever version it was of himself. It was him. It's all him. <laughs> but Tony Stark has perfected time travel. Uh, he does it as quick as we'll probably talk about it. Uh, he just did it. Um, so And we're done. And he's got a really nifty bracelet figured out. Uh, it's just kind of weird because Hank Pym has never been has been working on this forever. Uh, but he's really like his technology is to shrink people. But it, who would have known that just Tony Stark could have figured out how to like to use it for time travel in a matter of five minutes, you know? Yeah, with an Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like a basically a fancy Apple Watch. Apple's yeah. like, man, why don't we think about this? Also, classic Tony Stark, uh, uh, like, roll up. He rolls up in that car and sees Captain America and gives him back the shield, yeah. which is amazing. Because <laughs> uh, the shield is not in uh, Infinity War at all. He's got those weird, lame, little spiky ones. Yeah, because uh, oh. Captain America is, uh, I guess, banished. Um, and I remember at the end of Civil War, he said, you don't have the right to hold that shield anymore, so he drops it dramatically whoa i was My very God. it was very dramatic um let's talk Beard, about bearded rogers too anyway so let's talk a little bit about this uh this time travel dilemma so they made a big point to call out that this is not back to the future rules mm-hmm. of time travel they so, well they 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 sort of comically almost like uh like fourth wall like call out all of these like time travel movies. Yeah, it was a little tongue in cheek against all the like time travel tropes that always like they're, exist. They're, they're just trying to cover it, like get ahead of it almost. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, I know what you're going to think, you're but I mean, gonna it's going to say this. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's like them sneaking around. It's also like a little bit like uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> like, you time turn. So you just turn. So, like, you exist 
while your past exists. I looked up the quote that Professor Hulk actually says. Because every single time he says it in the movie, it just kind of... I don't know about you, you two, but I just kind of go, well, whatever movie. Time travel. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, I mean... This it, one's a it, little this bigger. This is definitely a have a good time. Also, Julia, you're like the smartest time travel person I know. <laughs> <laughs> you were fucking nailing all this shit. I don't even understand half the stuff that you're saying. But g- yes, I need to talk to you more about this in like yeah. an educational no, we'll, kind of way. We'll time travel. It'll be great. Um, we're Wait, def- we <laughs> will actually do it? Yeah, Let's we can talk it. about it. We can do it. Oh my God, I want to go into the future when we can hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, and get all these masks off of our faces. <laughs> Put them where they really belong, if you catch my drift. So Juliet's sitting on time travel, yet we're still just living through this time period. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I already bought fashion for time travel. I'm good. I have you... future fashion. Maybe we could use that for like stocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, like the but... movie Primer. Anyway, that's another <laughs> podcast right there. Right. Timer? Yeah. Have you ever seen Primer? Really oh, good. It's the best movie about time travel of all time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, about time travel, let me quote <laughs> Professor Hulk as he explained it in the movie. He said, if you travel to the past, the past becomes your future, and your former present becomes the past, which can't now be changed by your new future. So... I left. I'm I'm done. Okay, so Juliet, (laughs) apparently time travel expert, could not handle that line. Uh, I'm time traveling my way out of this conversation. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. This movie about time travel. How dare me bring up time travel? Yeah, dude. (laughs) Trying to keep it real. So basically what he's saying, though, is that like changes to the past causes like different timelines. And then we get that visual representation when Hulk does meet up with uh, the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Where they give a visual aid. Tilda Swinson. Gives a visual aid about like. Yeah. She but actually, it kind of like, contradicts itself, right? Yeah. it's. I get what he's saying. Like you be it becomes an alternative reality to it, which means the past only exists. Your past only exists with your present. So now you have a new present that or a new past. That means you'll have a new present. But that doesn't mean your new present doesn't exist. And it's very confusing. And then it's like, well, wait, which one of me is real? Yeah. I mean, I'm just... Gamora. <laughs> but then that brings the up fun? the Gamora dilemma um, and the, the Nebula dilemma. Like, I mean, Nebula kills old Nebula later in the movie. So wouldn't that know? mean new Nebula was there's, dead? There's a weird Spider-Man dilemma, too, because the like at the end of Endgame, Peter Parker just walks back into high school, I guess, five years later. And like all of his high school is normal. Like his friend is there and, and they hug. It's touching. But it's like, shouldn't you have graduated yeah, so they brought like, that back in Far From Home that literally when everybody blipped, it just blipped back into existence. And it's it's a little weird because it's like, so say uh, Max went out in the blip. Does that mean I moved on five years later? I'm married to a new person. I've got kids, yada, yada. But now we've blipped him back into existence. Now I'm back with him. Like, that's what's confusing. Because like Scott's daughter, she aged. She's an adult now. Y'all, I think we're thinking too hard about this. No, but I mean, I mean, because now the movie, now this this movie sucks, doesn't it? Who <laughs> would talk about it anymore? Okay, so so slow down. It does not suck. Um, and like I said, I most hate Iron Man. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> Mom. All right. 
so Julia brings up two good points, and you bring up a horrible point. This movie's awesome, all right? Um, I know. <laughs> so, one, yeah, did you see the new Spider-Man? Uh, uh, I did. I did. So you remember the, the whole opening kind of covers that, that basically the high schoolers blipped and then just got brought back. Which means they graduated and had to go okay. back to being freshmen. And then freshmen. which means that uh, all of, thankfully for the films, all of him and his friends uh, are just not five years the older, but the same age five okay. years ago. So, I just forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, but then other people that were in their grade are now like in college now. I'm also not a huge fan of either of those Spider-Man movies, so... Yeah, I love Peter Parker. I sort of forget about them. I'm actually kind of with you on that. I love Peter Parker. I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. Yeah. But I think the movies... I think the movies itself aren't my favorite. No. Um, They're still good, though, but... I think uh, the movies are an excuse for Favreau to make out with Marissa Tomei. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'd make a movie for that, too. Big fan of uh, Marissa. (laughs) Always have been. So the second part that Juliet brought up, though, is I would like to talk about this a little bit. People are blipped out of existence. That means, like, we saw with the Nick Fury scene that, like, planes crash. Yeah. Uh, because, so there's like, people a pilot... that were blipped, but then there's people that were a uh, victim of blipping that weren't actually blipped. Yeah. And then, you know, lives have moved on. So Tony's big thing when Professor Hulk is about to snap, bring bring everyone back, but, like... Don't change anything from the last five years. No no pressure. Just get yeah. this right on this one snap. But it brings the question that, yes, someone would probably remarry five years later and then have their own kid. But then all of a sudden, randomly, this person is just going to be blipped back into your house. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the movie Castaway, but like times... Time didn't exist for that person that <laughs> um, was blipped. So it's like the Castaway person just like randomly showing back up. And not just being confused that the Tennessee Titans are a football team, you know? <laughs> it would be ultimate chaos. Absolutely. It would be, like, pr- think about prisons. Think about, you know, <laughs> like, if people are blipped out of prison, then all of a sudden they're randomly just thrown back in there. I mean, who knows? It's like, oh, man, I'm back yeah. in prison. <laughs> think about all the people that were mid-coitus as they were blipped. Now they're just, now they're back in, just banging, banging air. Boners. Just banging air. Oh my god, just running around. It is not a good scene. <laughs> oh, they just they just snap again and the boners dust away. <laughs> like, no, not my dick. No. <laughs> Wait. Hulk, Hulk actually screwed up. He just didn't bring back everyone's like penises. Any penises? He's like, I didn't understand the note that you gave me, Tony. I just, I snapped back everything but penises. My bad. Um, my B, Tony. My B. So, the Avengers have a plan though for this this time heist to get everyone back. Get the stones again through time travel to bring back the penises. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get the penis get, stone. Yeah. Like bring back the penises <laughs> that we lost, but keep the penises that we have, you know? <laughs> but the other stone <laughs> is the penis stone. Avengers Endgame Part 2. There, a couple of things that I'll bring up that are kind of flawed with this plan, let alone like just the time travel rules. But one, we find out later that. You know, Tony Stark and Captain America, they're unsuccessful in getting, I believe it was the Tesseract. 
Um, so they decide to that, well, we have one more chance because we only have so many pin particles left. And now because Hank Pym is dusted, this, we only have one shot to do this. So they decide, well, how about we go back to the, I believe it was the 70s, 70s. or the 60s. It was the 70s. To go retrieve more of these. Mm. So it brings a question. Scott Lang is like a master thief. Why didn't they just do that right away? Right. So we're going to use one of these and we have like eight, uh, we have like 15 well, then, tries to do this. <laughs> how would how would Tony then have the emotional moment with uh, John Slattery from Mad Men? Okay, yeah. that is true. That is true. So the moment I, we all need. Also seeing Jarvis as a real life Paul Bettany person. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> cool. I mean, yes, ultimately that's what is really great about this movie from a whole is that the the fact that their mission is to go back to all these different points and times through the other MCU's timeline it was like a curtain call well yeah it makes yeah. it like a like a series that's been going on for years where you like oh we flashed back to the time that this happened but in a non cheesy way yeah they went because back it's still to travel the way yeah i mean you even go to like thor the dark world you see some uh, portman some natalie portman oh yeah it's true. I mean, you, we they took us back in so many different ways. They took us back to when Quill, uh, the very first Guardians of the Galaxy, when we're introduced to him. And we kind of have that funny moment where, you know, we just have a musical number while he's just dancing to go steal the Power Stone. I believe, yeah, That's it was Red the Power um, Great song. Yeah, and then, and then this time they just punch him in the face. Um, <laughs> so there was a really cool callback to all these past movies uh, while the movie is still on its current plot and i thought that was really fun because endgame as a whole it was uh let me look this up it was the 22nd film Mm -hmm. out of all these movies that are all tying into each other it was definitely like a series finale film i know that there's going to be a new phase of marvel but it was kind of nice to see that the time Mm -hmm. jumping and then having the great moment where tony stark gets to talk to his dad Thor gets to talk to his mom on the day that she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And I believe Tony's talking to his dad on the day that Tony's going to be born. Um, oh, yeah. Or about to be born. Because I remember they talked about... My wife's going to have a baby. My wife's going to have a baby any minute now. Um, and, he, and, and then it's so great. His dad asked Tony for fatherly advice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's just a it, lot it of cool touching moments. It also kind of sets up the 60s jump back. I mean, because Steve is there too. Cap. And he sees uh, old what's her face. Yeah, uh, old Margaret. what's her like, face. What is, I learned from him, Margaret. Carol, Margaret. Uh, <laughs> he sees Margaret, and this like working shows great restraint to not just bust in and be like, "You're the love of my life. I cannot stop thinking about you." I was just in the support group, and I brought you up. Um, <laughs> but it sets up. <laughs> it sets up the fact that. At the very end, how he goes back and, and spends his whole life with her, too. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and especially because that's uh, the basically the send-off we get for Chris Evans' character is, uh, t- take, I guess, going back boy. in time and taking that date with Margaret, finally. Because uh, he never got a chance because he got frozen. There's a, there's, a couple of years. Chris, there's a couple of wonderful things I want to bring up about Captain America versus Captain America. Okay, yeah, uh, go for it. I, I love that line. It's like, man. That is America's ass. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> That's funny. That's great to talk about that. Also, uh, the fact that um, did you Robert Redford? He's one of my personal favorite like actors, like especially of like the sort of like second wave of like Hollywood type yeah. stuff. I love Robert Redford like big time, and his 
it was like sort of there was this big press run uh, for the movie The Old Man and the Gun, which is really good, um, which was supposed to be his last movie. But this is technically his last credited movie, <laughs> uh, which I think is kind of interesting. It's just like it's like he's got to do another one now, right? <laughs> to be his like final send off, as opposed to just the like in this you know the big dumb comic book movie. I don't think anything's <laughs> wrong with having Avengers Endgame be your last film. Endgame. I don't know. I the poetic old man in the gun. Have you seen it? It's sort of I like haven't seen it, you know, no. uh, a guy's last run at his thing that he does. I'm just saying. Anyway, maybe that's his last leading role. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, um, also I love I, Robert Redford. Check him out. Hit that like button on Robert. It's great. <laughs> uh, make sure you like and subscribe to Robert Redford uh, if you haven't yet. Uh, great, great man. Um, Good stuff. Your mom loves him. The other thing, I thought you were going to mention this, I, the Winter Soldier callback where uh, Captain America, to get the sphere, uh, is in the crowded elevator, and instead yeah. of fighting all the guys, he just goes, it's cool. I'll Hail, be Hydra. Hail, Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I love that callback. Even though I think they would probably double check on this, they just give him and he's like, oh, that was easy. Yeah. Um, it's all those little callbacks that were really, really great. And yeah. Captain America fighting himself, and I could do this all day. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so another character that we have to talk about, we've already mentioned him a few times, but I would argue in the scope of the Marvel world, no character has improved by leaps and bounds than Thor. <laughs> um, Thor 1 and 2, um, despite what you two feel about those, I thought those were kind of just forgettable movies. I hate blonde eyebrows. Um and it wasn't really until I feel um, Ragnarok, Infinity War, where we're really just seeing Ragnarok is incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, then it's like into Infinity War. Just Thor really just grew on me as a character. And Kate Blanchett as the god of death is a fantasy I didn't know I had, <laughs> but, but you do now. Um, so before we talk about the really touching moment Thor has with his mom, um, you know Thor has put on some weight. Uh, since dealing with uh, basically in his mind failing. Yeah, he's um, having a good time. You know, he's been listening to a lot of Lizzo. He's comfortable with himself. Yeah, he's uh, shirtless with sweatpants, uh, really long, I guess, dread-like hair. Yeah, uh, and he he's hasn't just, showered just in a while. Drinking beer, and it was crazy because you almost like hear him kind of wheezing under his breath at times in scenes because he's just drinking he's a bunch of beer and eating. Shape. Like, just so yeah. out of shape. I, I could smell the room when they entered to go see right. him for the first time. He's still good. He's it. yelling at kids on, uh, like, on the uh, internet? playing Fortnite. <laughs> he's on like, a fucking Xbox. It's funny, too, I mean, because... Um, I know? love his friends. Yeah. I love those characters. Like, the... I mean, I think that... that that's Taika Waititi. Like, mm-hmm. but I love... I love his buds. Like, yeah, man. We don't use a, that that name him as... Yeah, but also, uh, <laughs> like... He's like, help yourself. Free Wi-Fi, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's funny because that scene... If it was, like, not rated PG-13, they would totally be just smoking weed, too. But, like, it just kind of yeah. gives that aesthetic. Like, yeah, Thor has really let himself go. He's enjoying his college years. He's drinking this Love Street beer. Do this. So, he's drinking an he's Austin beer. Uh, yeah, did, was he drinking Love Street? I think he was drinking a Love Street. It looked like he was drinking an Austin beer. Or is that Houston, Love Street? That's Austin, right? Well, that's, I mean, it's owned by Carbach, which is located in Houston, but that's, they're owned by Budweiser. Anyway, that's for the beer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the beer cast. Beer cast. 
fear uh, death. Yeah, but I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on just Thor in general? I mean, what did you think was? I mean, it was kind of interesting to finally see like a different version of Thor. Did that work for you? Oh, Both it worked you, for me. The fat Thor? <laughs> he still looked hot. I'm asking you about oh, fat Thor. You're like, well, that worked for me. As a character, he's fine. Um, no, he it humanized a god, which I think is something that have any movies done. Have Has anything humanized a god beyond like, oh, they have love and they have feelings. Like, that's the most humanization of a god I think we've ever seen in any superhero film. But this humanized him in an actual human way, which is beer and food. Yeah. In video games. Uh, Mark, what in did you think games. about uh, uh, about uh, Chubby Thor? I, I love everything about Thor. Uh, he's He's consistently been one of my favorite characters and uh and I do agree that uh his evolution towards the end is uh superior than uh where he started from and who he was at first but Chris Hemsworth I think also like was literally born to play Thor <laughs> like uh I think he did an amazing job at it like the whole time cuz Thor is absolutely ridiculous sometimes like him being a god like i feel like that the the comedy is always nailed on like the seriousness of him being a god and trying to be that in these situations where it's like just silly um where it doesn't make any sense but then like i mean in infinity war and endgame the emotional scenes with him are phenomenal yeah yeah like they're they're he plays it like absolutely perfectly like he can be really funny but then there's those scenes where he's trying to like process the fact that he just lost his brother and his whole family that scene in Endgame where he when he meets his mom is amazing like what he turns into and like i mean and i feel like that she being like like how witchy she is like she knows that he's from like the future right yeah. like she said you're not the thor i know and right he, like, and he says i'm totally from the future how did you know she's like well i'm, I'm a witch <laughs> right i was raised by witches and I, I, that is one of the most touching scenes of the whole uh, film I think is is that scene where he gets to see his mom again and she's like yeah. in the know with him but still just like gives him like that advice that he so desperately needs it's great yeah and one of the number one scenes for me with Thor in all of this was that scene with his mom because Thor the Dark World 2 doesn't really have that much to pay tribute to um <laughs> But a big powerful thing with Thor's character is losing his mom. Having this heart-to-heart with her when he's totally lost himself in general, knowing this is the day that basically in a few hours she's going to die. Yeah, it packed a lot of emotional punch, and he was going to warn her, and she already knows. She's like, no, you're right. not here to solve my future. You're here to solve your own. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of, course he ta- of course, he takes the hammer on his way back, too. But, um, but yes. It was a very... Very mm-hmm. touching moment with him and his mom that, um, yeah, I just wouldn't expect a comic book movie to, like, strike those emotional notes. But it definitely worked in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for a character that's been a punchline through the yeah, rest of the film. That, that you is know, true. he's sitting there with his glasses on, drinking a beer when they're doing a debriefing, um, pointing at pictures of Jane going, ah, old flame. Like, <laughs> he's he's literally comic relief through this whole thing. He's a punchline to every joke, but then he has some of the most emotional points in the movie. Quick question, though. When Thor does take the hammer away, is he screwing over regular Thor that's about to fight some dark elves? Oh, yeah. Kind of just took away the weapon, huh? 
Well, you know, time travel, it's like your past self becomes like <laughs> your present self. So like the hammer and Thor, you know what I mean? Listen, there's two different Thors there now. One is there with a hammer and you didn't know that a hammer actually can split during time travel too. Um, um, and it becomes a new hammer that he's able to bring to himself. Okay. You guys want to hit this dude? <laughs> I think what's funny though is like what actually happens though is he doesn't have a hammer, so he takes that hammer. But then how they how the movie covers its tracks are essentially has Captain America when he goes back to return all the stones, he has the hammer with him. He just returned the hammer so that the regular Thor can use that in the battle. But um, I'll go with that. There's no way that you know, fat Thor was going to realize that like, you know, in that moment when he just stole that hammer for his own use. And he already has an ax too, by the way. It's a movie, you know, <laughs> don't you start that again. Um, <laughs> um, also just, you know, speaking of the ax, I noticed also when they, you know, visit new Asgard, he's using that ax as a, a bottle opener. Right. <laughs> just like that's the use. Yeah. This, uh, this, like we- this weapon for gods is a, a Severed arm. Anything like, uh, you know, with like Thor and stuff, it's fat Thor. I mean, like, did that work for you overall for this movie? Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, I mean, they got him in a suit. Um, he had the God of Thunder eyes. Um, I, it was It was just fine. The one thing also with uh, Fat Thor that, I don't know, the only thing is I do like the jokes throughout this movie, but I felt like, are we kind of making fun of alcoholism? <laughs> like a tad? Like, is it just going a little too far? I mean, this guy is going through some traumatic PTSD and he's clearly, like, really, like, beat up about letting the world down and, like, you know, he's clearly lost himself. And I know, like, there's times when, like, Brody made fun of him He's like, don't you think this is coursing through my veins? And he's like, you mean the cheese whiz? <laughs> and I'm like, man, this guy's like emotionally. I can never imagine like either of you <laughs> approaching you when you're like going through a really bad time and being like making fun of like how you let yourself go a little bit. <laughs> I'd murder you. Especially when he's a god. I mean, he may be like drunk and lazy, but he could like lightning at bolt Thor's me right god- now. Godliness uh, at his most godly, at his least godly. He still has a better bod than most normal people. Like I said, I'm going for that in-shape fat Thor look. So, <laughs> Did they make fun of him too much for your taste? Or did you think it was inappropriate making fun of a guy that's clearly going through like uh, some I feel like his, I was wondering about this too. Like, I don't really feel like it's alcoholism that he's going through. He just seems to be going through some like weird party years. Well, uh, but it's coming like, from emotional distress. He has PTSD, though. Like, he clearly is real. Like, they don't say Thanos' name. His friends know not to talk about it. Like, they're living off of him in Asgard for free um, with no password, obviously. Um, and they don't they don't mention Thanos' name. They're still protective enough of his emotional state. Yeah, I mean, of course. He's broken and he's hurt and stuff. I don't know. I, it just seems like they kind of find him in more of like a weird, like I said, like college years kind of state. Like they're eating pizza, they're playing video games. Yeah, that's true when they find him. I guess it was throughout the movie. It felt like, you know, we're doing big Lebowski references. And yeah. Like he has cheese whiz for blood. Well, he's almost literally wearing the sweater. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Thor's always been a beer fan too. I mean, when he that's goes and true. visits Doctor Doctor Strange and uh, oh yeah, that's right. What's Ragnarok. called? He, he has like the magic beer. Just keeps refilling. That is true. 
Where so, do I get that? Here, yeah, can I get one of those? <laughs> that would be really helpful for my stay-at-home order. Yeah, like a huge <laughs> mug with a little beer I got you, dude. I think we can move on when we're getting kind of towards the end, but uh, Thanos, Thanos is uh, dead, right? Okay. So during this time travel, though, uh, Nebula, now good Nebula, is uh, left with Brody because they're going to intercept uh, past Quill to try to get the Power Stone. But she also brought out that we're not the only people looking for the stone. So it turns out Thanos, who's always been looking for the stones. My father, my is, sister, and me. Yes. Uh, I guess he's with, you know, past Nebula, who's also bad Nebula, who is in this network range, I guess, because they intercept just based on like where they send Nebula. Like they could have got away with all of this really. Right. <laughs> if if they sent Nebula to like Manhattan, you know, yeah, <laughs> they would have like, <laughs> not, like not dealt with any of these obstacles. I, I guess I don't really have many thoughts on this. Part. It's a bad coincidence <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah, Thanos is still looking for the stones, and thankfully for them in their quest, uh, it made it became a lot easier because um, uh, Nebula's they I guess the, what their systems cross like uh, their Wi-Fi got merged. Yeah, why didn't they just put her in airport mode? I don't understand. Well, You're supposed to be in airplane, airplane mode, mode uh, whenever you <laughs> go up into the clouds. That's what I was told. Uh, she did not but... do that, and it's fortunate for Thanos. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they just log in. They log in to her. She was on the phone. God damn it! There's no. <laughs> they log. They There's log no password. Present mind. This whole movie is about Wi-Fi. No, they log into her present mind to access her future mind with her future. It, but I it mean, was a projector. And then, like, through her eye, like. He sees. I don't get it, man. So but, she is R two D two because she can project what she's seeing. So Ooh, yeah, because yeah. remember she projected um, uh, Don Cheadle. What is his name? What Warhammer? <laughs> I mean the War Machine. War, war, machine. war machine, aka Brody. War, war War Cheadle. So she projected War Cheadle. No, just Rwanda. Hotel War Rwanda. Hotel War Machine. Cheadle. Was projected by R two Nebula, and and then and then other R two Nebula got that little flash drive in her brain, got her brain drive, and and projected it for them. So it's a little crossover. If yeah. that wasn't clear, <laughs> man, um, I just I just cannot believe how much you know about time travel. <laughs> You're like uh, the guy, the cosmos. Who's that guy? <laughs> Sagan, or uh, yeah, yeah, Carl Sagan. <laughs> You're like Carl Sagan. Woo uh, <laughs> wee! You smart about time travel, girl? Damn! <laughs> I don't understand half the shit you're talking about, but holy fuck, I feel smarter just being around you. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> so, I guess we don't need to really cover this because it's just without this, like Thanos just loses. Yeah. Um, because he wouldn't. I guess without his daughter the Wi-Fi, he wouldn't have gotten um, it. But yeah. So the thing I want to talk about though is that Thanos 
sees through the video recording from, I guess, as you put it, R2-D2 Nebula. R2 Nebula. Um, he sees his own fate and he calls that his destiny. So he sees that his head gets chopped off and he goes, nope, but this is how I have to get the th- <laughs> stone. So that. I was successful, but now they're trying to undo it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I got to stop them. So the thing that's really interesting and I wanted to bring up, and this is a definitely a plot hole or... I'm just confused. And Juliet is a time travel expert. So I'll let you, like, run it by me. I'm assuming she's going to school me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they make a point that um, Nebula, I mean, good Nebula, has uh, one more pin particle left to get back. Right. Um, to complete her round trip. So <laughs> bad Nebula steals the gold plate from her head. Because that's the one identifier. Um, steals her pin particle and then comes back and arrives when all of them arrive. Mm-hmm. So, in fairness, they're a little distracted because that means Black Widow's dead. <laughs> yeah. So they're a little distracted because Black Widow's dead. Right. But bad. They didn't know that there was. She had her own movie coming out. Yeah. Oh, um. <laughs> uh, but uh, bad Nebula is basically under their noses and they don't even realize that oh no, they, they, they switch they realize so little that you forget as an audience member that she even exists right yeah now the question is though is meanwhile they sort of gloss over black widow's death by the way like pretty quickly yeah like yeah. they're all hanging out by that pond like, and they're like Aah. she's dead it's like oh, i still a job to do it's like, i'm all so right, mad yeah, okay, I'm going to pause the Nebula thing because let's talk a little bit about how, <laughs> about much, they, how much they don't care. Um, it's because she's got her own movie coming out. Okay, so Hawkeye does his best for his Oscar. Does she have her own movie coming out? Yeah, she, she sure does. does. But who knows when that's <laughs> going to come out. So, um, it, yeah, haven't you seen the – watch the trailer when we get done with this. No, I'm, I'm just joking. He's joking because oh. we've said it like 85 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello? Boy. Is this thing on? <laughs> I'm trying so, to reach Max Grill. Is he there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they're when they're mourning Black Widow by the water, he has his Oscar moment where he's really going for the Oscar. He's like, "It should have been me. If you want to go back there, you go back to yourself." You know, like you just uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just like he really went for it of just screaming or, at the other guys like, "You go find him. You go find that red guy. You explain to him." <laughs> You go back yeah. there, like really angry, and I he just, also has that bad oh, accent that too. You tell him, ah, <laughs> uh, you go talk to him, and you see what's what, okay? What would you have done, huh? Yeah, there you go. And the Academy Award goes to Jeremy Renner for Endgame. Um, I don't even know how to Google it. You know, the and it's award goes to Mark Norvell for imitating poorly. But Max Grill did to imitate Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Um, um, we're we're moving at about a million miles an hour uh, through some of this stuff because <laughs> one thing I wanted to bring up with with Hawkeye, I just I even hate saying his name is. You can call him Clint if it feels the, better. No, that okay, sounds okay. worse. <laughs> Fucking Clint, then, right? We'll go with Clint. Clint. Fucking Clint with a K. Um, <laughs> Clint with a K turns into a murder ninja. Like yeah. for time, like Thor's drinking, Tony's being a dad, and Clint with a K is a murder ninja, just on a spree throughout the world. And 
that's where we meet him. He, there, I remember, like, they were talking about, like, oh, like, this is, like, the introduction to, like, this Ronin character that's from the Marvel Universe, even though there was a Ronin character in uh, Guardians 1. He's, like, the main villain, actually. His name is Ronin. In any case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know how uh, Clint, a.k.a. Hawkeye, um, would turn into also, like, this is his other Ronin. It's like, oh. Um, but... But yeah, it, like, and it, when he shows up to the Avengers headquarters, and they're about to do like the pin particle time jump and shit, um, they're just sort of like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" Like, yeah, you've been on a crime spree that is like, we've been kind of trying to like stop you, but yeah, come on, come on, yeah, jump in. My favorite part though is that he's having that showdown with one of the crime bosses. Uh, that part he's... was amazing. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Was it's like shot. It's Tokyo shot. fucking showdown. It was awesome. It's shot really well, but it's funny because they really just give us that with this character, and that's about it. Um, we know that his family vanished, and then the next time we see him, he's just like a badass assassin, right? Um, yeah, a badassin. <laughs> <laughs> but right, like so, you see him explain kind of his mission it's to slay the people that deserve to get snapped because the people there's a lot of people that did not deserve that my favorite part though is he stabs that guy a couple times like to death in the middle of the street i do love how black widow just casually approaches behind him with an umbrella right Clint, we need to talk (laughs) i know i I, I mean i'm are you hungry i brought peanut butter sandwiches (laughs) it was please help me it's like shut up I just wish there was a moment where we saw that she's been watching for a while him just like slaughtering people and like, okay, right. now I'll approach you. Clearly she has been hanging in the wing. Oh, like just been trying to track him down and I guess finally tracked him down. Right. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, in that scene, she was like, I mean, she would have had to have been just like waiting for the action to stop to like walk up and be like, hey. We, you know we got work that we're doing. Caught in the crossfire. So basically, all we know with Hawkeye, a.k.a. Clint. Um, with a K. Was family dies during the cookout. Mm. Eats a bunch of hot dogs. Yeah. Goes to Japan, kills a bunch of people. And then, yes. uh, then uh, yeah, he throws yes. Black Widow off a ledge. And then has also, an Oscar moment. When, when Renner shows up, uh, this is, we're going to, just quick man crush moment of the podcast if if you will uh in in the avengers headquarters like with all the tattoos and stuff i'm in man i'm in <laughs> oh yeah i'm having a, i would love i would love to have a drink with mr clint barton with a c <laughs> i just think it's right. it's weird that um it felt like his character had really no I wouldn't say death because they did go out of their way i feel uh, in the early ones established he did have a family um, but overall, just kind of a boring character that you kind of forgot. Oh yeah, he wasn't in an Infinity War. Oh, but he's good with a bow and arrow, right? Mm-hmm. But it's funny that towards mm-hmm. the end, all of a sudden they're like, "All right, I'm gonna give Clint some depth now." This, you know, he's an assassin. You know, like finally, here's this character showing us a reason why we care about him. Right. There were so many times I thought they're just gonna kill him for the sake of just like, well, let's have one Avenger die. Right, um, but he just kept. I mean, Infinity War around. came in hot. That's like I think that's Loki's kind of... dead. Idris Elba's dead. Like that's like the first scene of Infinity War. You would think Hawkeye would be like a sort of great main character to just be like, Let, we're going to get their attention quick and just murder one of them. 
I think maybe that was kind of the point of putting him and Natasha together, Black Widow together for the Soul Stone was because you expect him to be the one that dies. But again, you can't put the girl with the movie coming up because against because she does have a movie coming up. Uh, she does against the guy that whatever, we don't really like have that much of a heart behind. But also he's he's doing all of this to bring back his family and his family if you didn't realize this, includes his wife. Yeah. So why are they pitted together at the Soul Stone area and, like, they love each other the most? Like, that's the rules. It's like one of them has to die because, like, it's like you have to lose the person you love the most. It's like, what about his wife? What about his wife and his kids that he's trying to get back? Yeah. He should have been daughter. the one sacrificed. And I think they, like, were trying to, like throw us for a loop by switching it up so he could be there for his family. But we don't give a fuck. Yeah. So really, really quick, just to throw a little, a rule. Hang on. Just really quick to throw a ruling in there though. He doesn't say that, which you love the most. He said that, which you love. So I feel like you can still love and miss your wife. How much does he love her though? I will say in the series though, they did go out of their way to show like their connection since like the first the Avengers, since the first Avengers movie in like 2012, they did go out of their way to show their connection as partners and stuff. All right. So I mean, I think that's fair, but I'll I, th- buy it. I think an even more interesting <laughs> point kind of though is that what if they didn't send those two exactly to get the Soul Stone? What if they would have sent like Tony and Pepper, or or even. <laughs> Well, that would have made more that sense. Bitch. Uh, drop, drop that bitch. Drop or, um, that bitch so hard. Or what if you said, like... I love like, you 3,000. What if you said, Bye. like, uh, Nebula and, uh, like, War Machine? They're like, I don't even They're know like, you. They're like, I barely know you. <laughs> and she's like, I'm a, I'm an alien robot. And he's like, yeah. I'm a human robot. And they're like, meh. Or um, Drax. Or Drax and the weird-talking alien girl that puts people to sleep or whatever. Her name is yeah. Mantis. The thing... Um, what is it? Mantis? Yeah, yeah. that Mantis. one. The thing that I felt was missing throughout this whole movie, and I think this kind of ties back to the morning of Black Widow at the lake, is that when we got to Age of Ultron, the second Avengers movie, so they were really starting the story arc that Black Widow and like the Hulk are creating a remote, like an emotional romantic relationship. There it uh-huh. is. And if you think in Avengers, there it is. There Aven- it is. Avengers, she's the one that has to get him. Like, to, remember, she gets called in to, like, she's the one that's been kept keeping tabs on him. She's, uh, when he freaks out on the plane in the very first one, she's trying to calm him down. Then by Age of Ultron, she has, like, a special technique to slow him down and bring him back to Earth and stuff. And then we go to Ragnarok when he's kind of disappeared from the series, like, replaying a video of her. Yep. And then Infinity War, when he's finally back to Earth, they kind of, like, have a moment where they say hi to each other. Mm-hmm. And then it's just... That's it. It's a and real it's, bad love story. And the way I looked at it was, I think the scene when, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme and Bruce Banner are talking about, you know, the time stones and stuff. I think that's a great moment. But man, imagine you could solve this right here and just have Bruce Banner and, you know. Who can't Natasha. turn into the Hulk. Who can't turn into the Hulk because he's still in such a weird place with him and the Hulk. Right. He can't turn into it. So he's just Bruce Banner with Natasha at the top of this this well, cliff. He's he's Well, he's not Bruce Banner anymore. He's Professor Hulk. So he's like this. Doctor. Doctor Professor Hulk. I think Hulk. it's Professor whatever. Listen, um, let's walk back a little bit. Um, 
because uh, Professor Dr. Hall could get it. He was super hot. Mm. So I feel like Natasha would have hit that so hard. Well, yeah, I was just letting you know because I was misspeaking as well. Technically, it's not Bruce Banner anymore, and technically, it's not the Hulk. It's like this this character, like Doctor Professor Hulk. It is Professor Hulk. Okay, so Professor Hulk, who still has the muscles, but he's also got the brains, but Mm. it doesn't mean that like he could have saved her. I don't know. Now it's put a no, 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 no. It's put a wrench in my project here. All I'm saying is. Is that they've already been working on the storyline that they like are romantically love each other, but like it's kind of like a forbidden love kind of thing. It right. would have been a nice touch of that if she has to die and you don't know how to handle the storyline anyways, maybe it's her tossing her getting tossed off by the you know, the Hulk. But well, then I you thought you were gonna say she tosses the Hulk off. Big twist there. <laughs> Soup's wrong. Well, it's interesting too, because I guess you can have this like kind of creative uh Mr. Mr. Mrs. Smith, uh, fight, that, that, yeah. That Clint and Natasha have, about but that's what who's I'm saying. Die. If they if they resisted the urge to make Professor Hulk, I think maybe that was their plan was to have the two of them. Then they're like, oh, fuck!" But Professor Hulk is so good. We gotta we gotta keep him in the story. Ah, just make her fight it out with Hawkeye. Because otherwise, it would have been yeah. better if he had if yes if Hulk had been a part of it. But that's right. so like she can't fight her way to sacrifice herself. If Hulk is her counterpart in this, because he's too strong. Yeah. Even if he's Professor Hulk. But it didn't work out that way, though. Black Widow died. And then now we can go back to this lake scene. And basically all we get out of Professor Hulk is grabbing a bench and throwing it. And that is the end of this relationship. Uh, B plot or F plot. I don't know. um, Yeah, there wasn't that much mourning for her, but I guess... You really can't spend that much time mourning her because we got to snap our fingers. We don't have time. Literally, we just came back from time to go snap our fingers and do this. So time is of the essence. Before we get into the whole snap and the whole ending, anything else I'm kind of missing? Of the story prior to the battle? Yeah, I mean, just like, I mean, we've talked about a lot. We've kind of went all over the place, which is fine because there's a lot to talk about in this movie. I guess what I would like to do is then talk about Bad Nebula because I kind of paused that story. Um, Bad Nebula comes back, right? Yeah. Do you like the way I look? <laughs> do I? How do I look? Would you fuck me? I'd <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> all right, so I feel. One of the biggest things that a lot of people overlooked uh, with Bad Nebula was that... So she comes back with the pin particle, right? Mm-hmm. And then while they're getting the Hulk ready to snap his fingers and bring back everyone that they lost five years ago, she is under the radar pressing buttons on the machine. And she brings the fucking ship that Thanos yeah. and a bunch of other people and a whole army... Are oh, yeah. on She's like, through time oh, and, yeah. and crashes in there while they're snapping at the same time. So I'm not even talking about the snap. I'm just talking about she grabbed a phys- physical object with several people. But help me out. What was the issue before? That one pin particle for one person, right? Yes. But not then one I'll... pin particle for one ship. So <laughs> one ship with an entire army. <laughs> But she used so, her little screw hands and she took off her gloves and she was like, my hand's a fucking five-part screwdriver. Uh, uh, what bit would you like? Wait, say it. It's a movie. Uh, 
It's uh, it's one of the. It's a, this is a movie. Uh, I guess. Uh, Max, I didn't know if you knew this, but it's a movie. Uh, it's a great movie too. Um, but it's okay. I'm getting mad at it now that we're talking about it. I liked it up until this podcast. No, I'm angry. I don't even know if I like either of you. I just think I hate quarantine. What was funny about it because overall you just looked the other way, like, oh, she brought Thanos back to fight, whatever. (laughs) But then it's funny because if you could, in fact, bring back like physical objects and stuff, why don't they just chill at Avengers Studio and bring back these stones and just chill? Jeremy Renner brings back a baseball glove. (laughs) I mean that's true, but then why don't you bring back these stones? You can bring a whole ship back, but with that's an what army? they were doing. They were bringing back the stones, but because it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a we're... fucking movie. We're gonna actually we're gonna change it up. We're gonna put this record on our podcast called "Now I Hate This Movie and I Hate You Too." <laughs> but some reason, like we just all keep being friends, but, but hate each other towards the end of it. <laughs> Anyways. I'm sorry, uh, but I just wanted to bring it up because I was confused by that a little bit because she brings an entire ship with Thanos and his whole, like, army and, like, big robots, like, opened up, like, a portal or something. And I just, like, I was curious. Because because women are underestimated in this franchise. That's why. (sighs) Okay. And Nebula could have done this all along Juliet, for all of them. Women are not underestimated. There's they, cl- there was one shot where all the women were in one yeah, frame. We're not right? there. We're not there yet. And you can't you can't fit all the men in this series in one frame. <laughs> all right. So I guess you guys don't want to discuss uh, the logic jump of the ship coming. So nope. it's it's here. I mean, Moving it on. Doesn't make sense. And then like, a ship is here. I, it seriously is. It, it literally doesn't make sense. Your point is extremely valid. Um. <laughs> But like this, it has to happen in order for uh, the rest of the shit to go down. I mean, this is how Thanos gets back, and he literally waits. Uh, I, what is it? He waits for Nebula to sort of bring it, everything to him. He literally sits down and is like, "I will wait." Yeah. And, yeah, I hate that. Well, but I, I dig it because I think people misinterpreted the line. I think what it sounds like just do the work for me and I'll wait here. But I think he just knew that like Tony Stark, he knew, and that we're gonna... he knew who was coming and what was going to happen, but I just didn't like it. So it was like a cool way of saying like, no, I'm going to wait here. Those three will come to att- fight me. Um, Has he always had that amazing sword? I believe Thanos, so. Or, or did he just pop it out then? Cause I mean, that was, that was some, I, I feel like, like I've never seen him sword like... that hard. Oh, well, <laughs> He was sorting real hard. I dude. guess actually in the the original ones, he was really just like trying to get the stones and stuff. And I thought, like, I thought yeah, it was just his mask. This was where they caught him like uh, like battle. I think he had like the sword when they like looked at Baby Gamora back in Infinity War and stuff. Like when he was like conquering planets and stuff. Well, I guess. his sword is like the big version of the tiny little knife he gives her. Yeah, a little bit. Is it? I think so. Because the little knife and that he gives her is very reminiscent of the big sword he has. On this episode of Things That Make Sense, she murders him <laughs> in Infinity War, but not really. <laughs> With that sword. That's true. Poetically. Things, things that make sense, but things not really. Things that make sense, but not really. <laughs> All right. So Thanos is here, though, and I'm willing to let. He's at your house. <laughs> Thanos! <laughs> Thanos, have a seat. <laughs> He's gonna like go. He's gonna bore me with some like philosophy. He's like, I'll wait here. Um, I'll, I'm gonna let go of the whole bad nebula thing. Uh, 
Because we yeah. have a pretty amazing battle to cover. Um, yeah. The battle is basically the three OGs. Mm. So, well, let's put it this way. They snap their fingers and it appears that it works. But then before they could even like, you know, Clint gets a call from his wife. But then basically before they even really. <laughs> Scott's like, look at the pretty colors outside. Yeah, I think he hears birds. So he, he very gets really much Paul Rudd's the and moment. Then, and then, you know, the rockets come in and crash and blow up their whole thing. None of them die, which is great. Uh, but then it's like Thanos makes his grand entrance, and then the best battle ever in Marvel comic book history is upon us. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty awesome when there's Thor, Captain America, and uh, Iron Man, like, ready. Like, the three yeah. OGs. OGs. The three original films, basically, from the start and of Thor's all And Thor's suddenly not so pudgy. Now he's more of a, like, thick... He's pudgy still. Oh, he's pudgy, he's, but he's more in like a thick way. He's like a husky Viking now. Yeah, now he like he, he doesn't look so much beer belly like he is in the punchlines. Now mm. it's more like you've covered the beer belly and the sweat. Now it's like, oh, that's right, he's Viking. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the three of them are gonna have their showdown with Thanos to start it off because it's it's like cool once again. Like this is sort of treated like a series finale. It's a great moment because it's like here are the three OGs. Yeah. Uh, ready to battle. We've come and so far. At this point, too, um, this like the second snap, the Hulk snap, um, has taken place, and so I mean, everyone has returned. Like Not, Clint yeah. gets a call we from his wife, um, and is like, "Hey, where are you?" And he's like, "Oh shit!" And then we don't know like, officially yet, though. We just saw that call, and we're like, "Oh, is it happening?" And then the yeah. the ships come, so like we're well, led we to know like, it happened, but they're not there yet. Yeah, we're waiting for all all of them to show up. We're waiting. That's what we're waiting for. So before we get into the grand entrance, the on your left entrance. <laughs> um, Captain America has an amazing moment where it turns out he is worthy and he can wield Thor's hammer. Uh, I love, too, like the Thor moment where he's just like, I knew it. Like, it's badass, like in a movie kind of way. Like, it's awesome that Captain America can, like, do the hammer stuff. Uh, And you kind of get a little bit of a glimpse of that, I think, in Ultron. um, When everyone's trying to lift the hammer and he, like, kind of comes the closest. Yeah, and that, well, that was a huge callback to that because he said... Uh, Thor was like mocking everyone like right, you're not like, worthy you're, you're not, not worthy. worthy and then right. Captain America is like the closest one where he made that movement so then right. it's so great when he's smiling you know but Thor's... the moment of Thor going I knew it and that's the Thor character of like even though he was saying no you're not worthy right, you're not worthy exactly. now that it happens he's like I totally knew that was happening which is yeah. the, the, the comedic beauty of the Thor character you're watching this ultimate uh, fight scene, and then you're kind of getting these moments when, okay, cool, now it's like uh, time for this fight, and then that fight. And when the hammer comes in, it's just, it really ultimately does nothing to Thanos, but it's like, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. And now you know Captain America can hold a hammer now. But uh, Yeah, I mean, you get that sweet dual hammer action, too. It's like, no, you take the little one. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, that was really cool. And, I mean, it's cool when you get the chills where... Captain America, basically it's Iron cool. Man got beat up. <laughs> it, it, no, I would, I agree with him on this one because I'm not a. It's the good shit. I'm not like an old old school Avenger follower. I've only seen maybe four of them at this point when I watched this one, and I got like when he was like, "That's a big fucking deal." Like I think he leaned over to me in the IMAX and said, "That's a big deal." When he like got the hammer, and I was like, "I feel like it's a big deal." And then this is the moment where 
Captain America. It's the iconic, like, strap the shield on tighter. It's, like, pretty much broken at this point anyways. And then you hear, of course, Falcon say, on your left. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's, once again, more chills. More chills. I'm freezing. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. It's great. And then you have an amazing Avengers Assemble line, too. It's it's pretty Avengers amazing Assemble. because it's just like this. This is such a series finale feel. Watching this like ultimate curtain call of every single hero and character that you've been have enjoyed up to this point over how many, like what's it been, 11 years or something. And here is all of them. Time for the ultimate battle. And it's like everyone knows something like this is going to happen. But when it's actually happening, you're like, it's that moment that oh, it this happens. is happening. It's the sparkler moment that every kid is going to recreate every 4th of July with their sparklers. Yeah. Just like make a circle and step through it. I want to do that now. I want I want you guys to make a sparkler circle and have me step through it, and then we become the Avengers and unite and fight <laughs> for ten people in your backyard. Okay, and I want to be as drunk it? as Thor is at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> we're we're all fat Thors right now. New band name, Fat Thor. Apparently, <laughs> apparently not Mark over here. Mark's who's, Mark's like yeah. Who's just like oh, I really don't exist. I actually uploaded. I've lost so much weight. I uploaded my consciousness to my computer, and that's what you're interacting with now. Oh well, that's good to know. How, how, yeah. So you're basically Vision. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm Vision. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look at my Mind Stone. <laughs> check, out the, check out my Mind Stone. <laughs> check out my Mind Stone. That, that doesn't work at the clubs. Um, hey, so we do get this ultimate battle, and I would say, I've watched this movie so many times, and I love this movie. There's kind of... Have some... you ever watched another movie? Or is no. this, the only this is the only movie I watched. Quarantine's <laughs> been very endgame heavy. It's been a really heavy. weird uh, quarantine for us and podcast season. Um, but uh, no, I just think there's there's times where this battle is amazing, but there's other times when they're just kind of like some filler scenes. Like, the you know, trying to, he needs the stones and then trying to jam the stones into like the the you know, the machine that's in in the van that's in the middle of a rubble. It's like kind of, I don't care for all those moments. It's just something for them to do. But the ultimate battle it, that's happening, it is, it is really it great. It is pretty funny, like watching, that scene is really funny. It's like, does anyone see like a Grateful Dead looking fan? And like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Valkyrie, Valkyrie and all of her um, glory on her, like her flying horse her is Pegasus. like, yeah, it's not over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and... And I know you two will appreciate this because we just let it go. But the instant earpiece for all these Avenger movies over all the years is so ridiculous after a while (laughs) where they've just essentially told us, hey, don't worry about it. They all can talk through their ears. They Um, all snapped back into reality uh, and they jumped through their little circle sparkly hole and all have earpieces that are collaborated, calibrated with each other. Yeah, I guess, but even the ones that just like even though the random ones that just got like blip from the dead, like where were the where the fuck was Valkyrie during most of this time? She's just hanging out at New Asgard, but it's like we could have used you during this like time heist and stuff. She was like, Now that Thor's gone, we need to clean up the castle. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Beer everywhere. (laughs) 
that's what she's been working on. The battle, the battle is just amazing. It's it's really yep. fucking fun. It's just it's what you waited for. Seeing this in theaters multiple times, it's still the same feeling overall. It's very much exciting. We do get to see all of our favorites get their their moment, their screen time. You know, we see Wasp with Ant Man. We see all these, uh, uh, you know. Captain Marvel eventually shows up. Scarlet Witch basically almost beats Thanos at one point. Did and you? It's like you, you see them all show up again. It was really great. Did you like this battle more than the Infinity War battle? Okay, so that's a tricky question because... Is it? <laughs> I think so because... All right. This is going to be really strange, but I think I'm going to go with Infinity Wars battle still. Okay. Is it, you like you you enjoy like that is gr- a greater than the end game battle. Man, I enjoy them both, but here's the thing, like the thing that is the Infinity War battle when they're in Wakanda and they're ready and this is our first taste of watching all of these superheroes fight together. The way that battle starts, it it I'm in. I think that's great. The Avengers Endgame, the battle has some of the better moments. But overall, yeah. I feel like what's more rewatched, I don't know. That it's a, it's a it's a tough question, but I I probably might maybe sway towards Infinity War just because that was kind of my oh, fir- it's, first it, love I, battle. I'm with you 100%. The Infinity War battle is kind of legendary. It's amazing. Um, I mean, specifically because Thor gets back from uh, the star planet. Yeah. Like, he just shows up. And, like, that scene where he shows up as, like, like lightning Thor with new hammer is fucking awesome. It's like, every time that that happens, you just want to... It's like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, and it was just finally, like, a lot of these characters have just been, like, reconnected. So, I think there's a lot of it that there was... So much going on during those battles, but I would say the end game battle is just as great though, just in its own different way, because this one's more of a conclusion. Whereas infinity war is like, Oh shit, this stuff's about to start. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. voice I'm going for. Juliet, do you have a preference over battle? I don't think so. I just, I like the, the kickoff of that battle of everybody walking through their circles because it really is that, moment that makes it feel like this is the culmination of a series and i like yeah. that because sometimes that's done so poorly and i think that so star wars yeah exactly i think it's done so poorly sometimes and this was so well done um that it made it kind of special there was a very special like reward that yeah. like you went you made it through all of these movies Here's a proper finale. Like, I think this finale is proper than, like, let's say, like, the last season of Lost. It knew what it was. And let's say, like, the last season of Lost, a lot of fans were disappointed in how it got wrapped up. I know a lot of people were disappointed on how Game of Thrones got uh, wrapped up. Yeah. It felt like the Avengers series, at least for this phase of the Marvel world, they wrapped it up very nicely for that's appropriate for the series that we just watched. I know one's a TV show, one's a movie, but honestly, movies are like TV shows are like an hour long per episode. So they're almost this is kind of I mean, the MCU phase one here is it's kind of a little bit like TV show. Yeah, exactly. And it felt like the way they did it. And it felt like each episode is two hundred million (laughs) dollars. Closer to three hundred million dollars. (laughs) Um 
So I think uh, no, I think it's like four hundred million dollars. All right, oh, I'll raise you five hundred million. Uh, no, so the budget of Infinity War is was three hundred twenty-one million, and the budget of Endgame was three hundred fifty-six million. Jesus. Um, so that's that's like one hour for Jeff Bezos. <laughs> that's that's a total for these two films of uh wow six hundred and seventy seven million dollars. No, that is that is Jeff Bezos's brunch. Jeff Bezos's brunch. <laughs> yeah, there was this like the very, there's satisfying conclusion, and I guess we should wrap up. Uh, let's start with Iron Man because his conclusion happens first. You know, Tony Stark throughout all of this has really been the glue that keeps all of these films together. That moment when Doctor Strange holds up his one finger and Tony just knows deep down, like, That's the one. no, this is what I have to do. I mean, it was the ultimate sacrifice and Tony Stark is no more. Yeah. It was uh, it was a pretty fitting end for all. I mean, all journey. of that was great, too. I mean, the way that he got the gauntlet or the stones from the gauntlet, like, onto the one that they had made. Thanos' line is, I am inevitable, and his is, I am Iron Man, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Plus, that's an amazing moment, too. I will say, when he, <laughs> after it's all said and done, and big scene where Thanos and the army all disappears and everything, he's laying there, and Peter Parker or Spider-Man comes up. <laughs> he's, like, trying to talk to him. It's kind of interesting, like... <laughs> Pepper is like right behind him. She's like, "Can I please talk to my dying husband, please?" Like, but I'm Peter Parker. Like, because he's like, oh, "I was so, what's going on, Mr. Stark?" Like, I would just want to go back to the village, have some falafel, and come on, Mr. Stark, wake up. He hasn't seen him in five years. She gets him all the time. Yeah, she had a baby with him. Listen, it's Pepper. Don't I give, know. don't give fucking goop. It, w- it was funny, like, hey, can I talk to my Parker. husband real quick? No, no, Mr. Stark, I'm sorry, Mr. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Pepper. Let's just wake him up. I think it still worked, because I do like how Pepper, when she does talk to him at the end, like, the moment is really touching when she looks him in the eye. It just says, Tony, we'll be okay. And you know right yeah. away it's talking about his daughter. I was like, man, that's a good moment. And then you follow it up with the funeral, um, oh, the, me- the message to his daughter. And it's just kind of, you know, it goes along that theme. Like we're wrapping. I'm about to start crying right now. Yeah. So thinking about all of that. Mark, I love you 3000. Oh <laughs> my God. I, I like you, but I'm not ready to love you 3000 yet. I'm not there yet. Do you like cheeseburgers? Oh, see that. I'll that take part you for cheeseburgers. Every fucking time. That part is. The little girl just saying cheeseburgers. I'm like, oh. yeah. Juliet oh, is yeah. crying right now. It's I working. Am. I'm sobbing. It's, it's, it's proof she has I a mean, soul. John I Favreau know. as Happy Hogan is always awesome, but in that moment, it was just like, yes, dude, yes. Tony, who? Happy's got Happy's got this on lock. Cheeseburgers for life, bitch. Yes. Yeah. Nobody needs a uh, dad. <laughs> <laughs> they just need a happy. They just need a happy, not a dad. Happy's gonna be really busy. He's gonna be taking care of this little girl and Peter Parker. And, it's like and boning also, up uh, Marissa Tomei. Also, Happy's also in that moment. It's he's a little like I'm trying to get I'm trying to get me some Pepper and some Tony Stark money in my life. I tell you right? what, moving in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am moving in cheeseburgers and with Pepper cheeseburgers all over. Cheeseburgers and yeah. Pepper dice. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, anything else with like Tony Stark before did, we move did on? Did you just think cheeseburgers and pepper dice? I did. Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Jimmy Buffet. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> Love me um, some James Buffet. <laughs> Man, we took this moment where we're all gonna cry. It's now we're saying, uh, we're saying, we're saying Jimmy oh. Buffet. She's she's burger. This is how I feel sad. Uh. Okay. Um. This is how I do it, man. So you're doing any, it, man. So is there anything else with uh, Tony Stark that, like Juliet, you'd like to add? I mean, we lost a great man today, Tony Stark. Today, this very day. No. The battle just happened at Stark Enterprise. I mean, we started to talk about the lady moment. The lady moment? Well, from the battle. Oh, like the moment with all the female uh, heroes. So what would you like to add with that? Oh, nothing. We just kind of like started to mention it, but didn't like. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't even talk about how Captain Marvel come back to save the day in the moment. (laughs) Well, I mean, we did talk about that earlier. We've we've talked like, I mean, she just. That was like five years ago. She went. She went, she went, and then they all went, and then they all like, and then they're all like, ladies, assemble. And that, that's all I wanted to say. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts though on (laughs) on that scene? Because like, do you have any thoughts about just like that, the shot with all the female My thoughts on the scene is like in the moment you're like, oh, that's nice. I see what they're doing there. But that was about the extent of it for me. It was a little on the nose, wasn't it? It was like. It happened, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, I get that. Oh, I see what they're doing. It, okay. it was kind of the same thing with the group uh, group talk when, when uh, he's talking about going on a date with a man or whatever. Yeah, it was like, like oh, I, I see what they're doing there. I get it. He's gay. Like we're being inclusive. See, look guys, look. We have a rainbow flag and, and, and a lady yeah, flag. Yeah, because what's funny is they, they sort of already did that in um, the rewatch that we did of Infinity War. They kind of already had that moment where it's like, she's not alone. And you're like, cool, badass. Psh, psh, psh. But they had to do a callback because they were like, you know what? It didn't resonate enough. And then Wonder Woman came out and everybody like everybody gave Wonder Woman all the attention. Well, let's bring also, that back. That's for us. Yeah. Captain Marvel did not need any of those other bitches' help. She needs not zero help ever, 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 except for maybe a hairstylist um, because she gets <laughs> her hair cut a lot. Short hair Carol Danvers is, is great. She's I'm fine. In. Well, I think there's a weird moment, too, where she literally did just fly through a ship. Yeah. And like, like you said, she didn't need anyone else. She's not help. alone. So, like, does yeah. it matter? It's she's like, not yeah, alone. Like, I will help her with my spear. Right. Oh, dude, she just ran through a ship. <laughs> she's I think it was dude. literally to give a moment. <laughs> it's literally to give a moment to show how many female superheroes we have. Yeah. But that also brings to the question too like pepper pots just being in the iron yeah, man like, outfit yeah like fuck you you're not a fucking superhero I mean, goop it's it's from the other movies where she was in that suit but like first off it's it's apparent that doctor strange uh summoned everyone like organized this with all uh-huh. his other uh wizards <laughs> to get everyone to come back for this fight how does he know to find pepper pots and also like she even gets some shots off on Thanos at one point. Like, what's she gets the point some shots. of this? She got to be in the front during that whole lady scene Shouldn't where Pepper it's like, be at she's home, the like, one. Taking care yeah, of the who's, is happy with the kid? Making... Like, cheeseburgers? <laughs> I mean, she it would be at home just... making candles that smell like her vagina. Or reading oh, books God. about compost. So <laughs> That's a real thing. God, Gwyneth Paltrow she really has a does. candle scent. Did you know this? No. It smells like her 
fucking gross ass badge. It says <laughs> the candle is literally called "This Smells Like My Vagina." It this and you can buy it online. I'm not. Franchise. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. This entire franchise well, would be better if laugh. she wasn't in it. I will buy you one with my stimulus money and have it shipped <laughs> to your house. Oh, so you well. can Go to Paltrow's vagina. A- get that shit out of my house. No, I just want to make I a counter candle that's like, this smells like my dick. This candle <laughs> smells like my dick. I got with expert candle makers and made a and, candle. And made them that- all smell my dick, and then they made this candle that smells like my dick. Yes. Jesus And like Christ, the wick the could look like a little dick. I'm going to say it. We'll get, well, that'll be for the candle podcast. Yeah, candle cast. But no, it is it is ridiculous. Like Pepper sort of being involved in an in Iron the front Man lines. like the front it, lines. She trained in combat. Like no. I missed that part of the past couple of movies. Yeah, I mean she's been in that suit. So basically, they, you know, she's been in a suit before in Iron Man three. But then they also have that when he's playing with his daughter that uh, uh, she found mommy's suit. But like Doctor Strange isn't gonna know about that, you know. So yeah. it's just kind of well, maybe he knows the he's seen the six thousand four hundred and seventy two outcomes. Yeah, maybe maybe he does know that since he's already seen this battle go down in a, a myriad of ways. I know. I'm just saying, like she's the perfect. I mean, I it, it's reality. She would just die, you know, because she's not ready to battle. You, you know? want Pepper to die in no, my reality? No, 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 I'm just saying. In reality, she, we have no information that Pepper's a fighter. Like, otherwise, why isn't Happy in a suit? She too? shouldn't be in the front lines of this whole thing. She should not be. Why isn't the kid there? Why isn't like little Morgan? Like, I got a baby suit. Yeah, like yeah, that'd be great, baby, baby Iron Man, baby, baby Iron Woman. Oh, that's a new movie. Like, like the whole like. Iron I mean, Girl. now we're now we're just talking about the Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> But I mean, like daddy's daddy's power is in an iron suit and is a genius. It's like mommy's stretchy. I make things explode and move fast. Yeah, I (laughs) happy in a suit. That's so great. He's like in a cheeseburger Iron Man suit. suit. He's in a suit, but like his belly is just kind of like he's fat (laughs) Thor. That suit. Oh my god, (laughs) John Favreau, if you're listening, I'd still like to work with you someday. So sorry, my girlfriend called you fat. Sorry, we made fun of you. Your physique and your love of cheeseburgers. I've always loved you, John. Just saying from the beginning. All right. Um, I didn't call you anything but awesome. I'd say before we before we wrap this up, there's one last thing we need to talk about. It's Captain America's last adventure. Aww. He returns all the stones, but then we find out that we found out that he decided to do something different. He decided to actually go on that date with Margaret. So. Mark, what did you think about Captain America's ending? Um, I mean, that also was a you know waterworks moment for me. I thought it was great. Like, uh, also, I, I I truly did not see it coming the first time I saw it. <clears throat> like, you know, Captain, you know, he's going back to hide all the stones and shit, and he's going to be back in a second, like in our time. But you know, it's going to take him a while in his time or whatever. Like his timestamp or whatever they call it. And then when he doesn't come back and like they see him on the bench or whatever, it's, it's pretty great. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And then just the conversation that they end up having and, and he's just like, you know, kind of being vague and like keeping, keeping it to himself, but it's sort of implied, I think is kind of beautiful. And then I also like how the, the, you know, the final shot, like even though he's being vague with like his friends, 
and all of that, like we get to sort of see like this happy moment at the beginning of that time, or, or at least around the beginning of the time. I thought that that was kind of beautiful. Also thought, what if it, what if uh, what if he would have ended up, uh, you know, dancing with Bucky, and he was just with Bucky the whole time since he spends the whole fucking franchise thinking about Bucky. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's weird because him and Falcon a had a strong relationship as well, going back to the Winter Soldier, but then also clearly he had an obsession with Bucky as well. So big time. So do you think it should have the the torch should have been should the torch been passed to Bucky the Winter Soldier instead of uh, Sam or are you fine with Sam getting it? I think I think Sam is a perfect choice that that's amazing. And apparently too, Bucky um, and uh, Sam are are like having a show. They're going to do they're going to do a show with them. Yes. Um, It's on Disney Plus doing stuff. So that's cool. Can't wait to see that. There's also going to be a spinoff also with Loki as well. Um, there, I mean, if Disney Plus opened up all of these things to have their own shows, and then yeah. COVID made it so none of them are going to be in theaters, so might I as think, well put them all on Disney Plus. Yeah, wait, what's I, COVID? What? And I think what's really important to note with all of this is that <clears throat> the Marvel Universe, granted there's COVID that's going to put a damper on a lot of productions, but the Marvel Universe itself will live on. There's going to be so many different phases and so many different characters. But what more importantly, what we watched in Endgame is kind of a, it was like a period on this phase, on this series. Like there can be a spinoff series. There can be Fear of the Walking Dead instead of The Walking Dead. But I feel like we just watched the finale of this Avengers series. And, you know, Captain America, we both knew that Chris Evans and Tony Stark, we knew their contracts were up. And we're not renewed going into this movie. So it was kind of a, for me, a question of like, how are they going to be written off? So I did yeah. not expect Captain America to get written off that way. I expected him to also die in the battle as well. Yeah, I thought he would die. <laughs> Juliet, were you fine with uh, Captain America's ending? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with Captain America's ending. I think, you know, somebody's got to grow old. That's so true. Uh, well, no, I mean, like all these characters, it's always like, and they walk up into the sunset together, the end. Yeah. But Captain America, who's old as fuck, but is still looks like Chris Evans, he's going to go grow old. And, and, you know, old Chris Evans is still hot. So Steve Rogers That's- has been frozen and hibernated for 70 years. He's been mm-hmm. revived in like a decade to, you know, be part of the Avengers. But then he goes back in the past then to catch up on like this date he messed with. Uh, it's Peggy. Well, that's Margaret. Peggy is short for Margaret. Yeah. He's, so he goes back for Peggy. So now like his past is now his future. But then. So how does Captain America still fight? It seems to go against what his character completely was because the reason he, you know, let her go in the first place is because his duty is to be the soldier. Does that mean like the world went without Captain America? And if it's a different future, then how do Don't you make me time travel talk with you oh again? Oh my god. But Mark, this is but this is for Juliet. So I'm gonna lose it. If Marty, you change Marty, the past Yo, Juliet, before you before you go all time travel splain everything, all I'm gonna say is that Captain America then has a different future, right? And it's like an alternate forking path of future, right? He's got a forking future. 
All I gotta <laughs> ask is, how did the older Captain America show up in that alternative future? So he knew where to go. Oh but but God. it's an alternative it's an go. alternative he future. Split, he split. He has his own memories. He split. His mind didn't change. He the 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 thing with time travel. The thing with time travel is that your mind doesn't change. You just <laughs> jump to another realm and My you still God. know what's happening. It How was, do you know all this? Okay, stop giving her credit for that. She made up a bunch of words and talked weird. So that Are is sure? in the How United States know? of Americas. How do I know who's telling the truth? I'm 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 telling <laughs> you by the rules they establish in that is that you can't change if if you're if you go change your past, your past becomes your future, and then your future becomes your past. So the whole oh, point is oh. that he went back to go on that date to enjoy some of that some of that life. Some of that sweet peg. Why are you some, yelling? Some of that life. That Tony was talking about. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways. He reminds me of my grandpa. So in theory, if we go to like what, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme showed in the visual aid is that it goes a different it future. Goes, Bing. So he returned all these stones, which I don't even want to get into like what it took to return all these stones. Like, did he go sacrifice someone to return the soul stone? Or he's like, here you go. Bing. Nice to see you again, Red Skull. Um, he just said Hail Hydra to the Red Skull, and he's like, oh, yeah, just put it back. Gotcha. No, we're cool. <laughs> just return it. It's all good, bro. Thanks for stopping by, Captain um, America. Yeah, it just I'm got confusing how, how, how the older Captain America actually showed up uh, to that future. but Because he cool knew moment. where to go. And old men like benches. I, by the water. Okay. Oh, dude, old men do like some benches. See, I feel like I had a pocket he, watch with an old man on a bench. On, he on happened a, to be feeding water. pigeons at a bench by a lake, and it just so happened that that's where Professor Hulk and the other dudes were doing their experiment thing. I the, guess. I guess my big concern is that there's supposed to be two futures in based on the film's rules. Yeah, he's got two yeah. futures. And well, that that's... is explained easily with the multiverse theory. Thank you. I know, okay. but then how does he show up in this bench? This <laughs> podcast is happening on multiple levels in different dimensions. Mark, and we we're should talking be a legal team. We should be a legal team that works together and we just keep saying things like multiverse. There's a dimension it's where a dimension. we are actual Avengers. I could I could honestly see <laughs> Juliet just you were clearly Thanos. <laughs> I so guess. you better get ready Thanos for destruction because <laughs> we're fucking coming. I can see Juliet just saying a bunch of stuff in court, and then Mark's like, "She's so right. She's so right. She's I'm just so Juliet. right." I'm just like Juliet's hype person. I'm like the Manson girl. And the Charles whatever Manson, she I'm like, says is true. She's the uh, smartest. Okay, so are you not aware of Professor Doctor Juliet Maggio? <laughs> She's so right. She's always right. She is a time genius. All right. So She studied under Doc from Back to the Future. Ever heard of it? Pay attention to this wisdom. This is science. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) All right. Well, so uh, Juliet and Mark, uh, those that are never wrong. uh, uh, We do have a special. I'm not claiming anything. Well, except for that Juliet's right, no matter what. Yeah, and that always. not been working during quarantine. <laughs> so, she uh, about time. She sounds smarter about time travel see? shit than you do, and I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's all about the way you deliver it. 
Uh, I'm just living my life, man. I'm just hearing the words. <laughs> Listen, guys. That other people say. Guys, I'm just trying to get some of that laugh Tony was talking Tony about. Tony was talking about. <laughs> also, I really wish in real life that the Hulk could hand me a, ta- a taco. That'd be great. Right? <laughs> a tiny, tiny taco. All right. So. No, it's a normal size taco. But, but when so he tiny, hands it to it Scott, is... I mean, he can't handle tacos. It just spills everywhere. It's just a shell at that point. See, I'm a taco specialist. She's a time specialist. What are you the specialist of? Max, that is your real name. Specialist in trying to manage a of podcast. Transitioning. With you <laughs> specialize in just moving this show along. It's only been three hours. <laughs> it's fine. You're doing great. We'll have to edit it's that because like I'm gonna Rogan cut this down. Podcast. I'm gonna cut this down to one hour. So like you know, let's do all right, take two. It's only been two hours. It's only been one hour. Who just helped me for the edit? It's only been 30 minutes, goddammit! <laughs> There's still more movie to discuss! Let's get back on track! Alright, so... We start Infinity War with, uh... <laughs> Alright. That's too far, too far! <laughs> okay, so, so, before we finish up this podcast, we do have a special guest to join us uh, to wrap this up. Uh, Mark, you may know her as my sister, but please welcome my sister, uh, Miriam. Hello. And, uh, What's do you up, want... Miriam? <laughs> hey, Mark. <laughs> hey, Miriam. So click right. that Miriam like button. <laughs> so, Miriam, we wanted to bring you on at the end because we've watched all of these. And wait, who's we? What? We as in Mark, Juliet, and myself. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and the listeners, like, I, I the world. Not. We've watched all these movies, so we were kind of anticipating Endgame. You just kind of went into Infinity War and Endgame. Like, tell us about your background in uh, Marvel uh, studies. Uh, <laughs> so well, I studied abroad. I, <laughs> I have seen um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, <laughs> That's a good start. I have seen Black Panther. Uh, I've seen um, uh, Captain Captain Marvel. You're blowing me away with how many movies you've seen. Um. <laughs> I want to say there was. Oh, I saw Spider Man Far From Home, which I didn't know was this. What's the third one? The second one? It's the it's second. It's not Spider-Man. the first one. It's after the blip. Yeah, I and then I learned about the blip in that movie, <laughs> and continued to call it the blip. And how do you feel? For days. I mean, I'm I'm quite all right with my choices in life. <laughs> mm. All right. Tell so, me more about that. <laughs> so without being a hater, uh, tell us how great the movies are. Uh, <laughs> no, just overall, though, what is it like for you just kind of going into this as, as far as watching this series? Like, what, what are your... What do you like? What do you dislike? I mean, I guess I liked that I can put some context to a lot of the things I've seen on the internet. Uh, <laughs> but it's helped her meme culture. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Um, what movies do you like? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the best part. Miriam, what's your favorite kind of movie? What's my favorite kind of movie? Yeah. I, I don't know. Usually like a... Fantasy drama. Oh, yeah, exactly. a fantasy drama. How would you characterize? There, you know, there is no uh, okay. fantasy or wait, wait, drama wait. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. <laughs> there is not. No, because 
superheroes are in a superhero genre, and they also kind of overlap more with science fiction than fantasy. <laughs> it's a little different. Oh, what a nerd. <laughs> Miriam, what other podcast do you work for? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sabotaging this one? Tell us! <laughs> What other movie <laughs> is trying to ruin our position? <laughs> Miriam, you clearly had some questions. So, Miriam, what were your like top three burning questions? Okay, well, the first one that drove Max absolutely insane, <laughs> but I really needed clarity. So, I knew through the internet that certain characters uh, will die. I knew that there was going to be some time travel involved. And I knew via Spider-Man Far From Home that some people call this a blip. So when we started watching, which one came first? I don't remember. The Infinity War okay. came first. We, we, we saw when we started watching Infinity War and things were, I don't know, starting to happen plans were being laid out i asked is this the first blip or the second blip and max went what and and i said is it he pooped his pants is it (laughs) i said is it the first blip where spider-man dies or is it the second blip where iron man dies and my brother's head exploded And, it did. Uh, and he never answered. He got so mad just screaming, there's only one blip. There's only one blip. And I said, no, there's a blip when Spider-Man dies and there's a blip when Iron Man dies, right? How do you know that? I, I, internet. I know the, 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 mimi, the memes of... Uh, the internet is always right. Yeah, I, I know the memes of, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Which was the first blip, apparently. Yeah. Which was very emotional. Yeah. I just want to get some falafel in the West Village. <laughs> Mr. Stark. Mr. Stark. Mr. Stark. Um, so, wh- so what is your question, though? I, I mean, my question was, Which is it blip? the first blip or the second blip? <laughs> There's only one blip, really. <laughs> and then... Okay, I can say after watching then the second movie, the Endgame, Endgame um, I guess I realized... The Avengers, the Endgame. Sure, there's just one blip, but there's two snaps? Yes. Could it, well, there's could technically that be, there's the three blip. snaps. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. But one blip, blip, two snaps. It's that internet video. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the blip term came from... Spider-Man, right? I think what happened was in Spider-Man, they referred to the blip as a general term for it wasn't about when people vanished and there's one blip or two blips. It referred to the blip overall as that time when five years ago, half the population vanished. Then also five years later, they all just reappear. Right. And that was a blip. The blip. Mm. So it's not like, here's a blip. There's a blip. Here's a blip, 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 blip. Everyone has a blip. You have a blip. That's what I'm going to say next time. It's like, hey, yeah, I never got rent from you. It's like, well, this is a blip. <laughs> I can't. You got you know, get a blip sometimes, man. Like, <laughs> um, all right, Mary. I blipped into the future and I already paid rent, but you just didn't get it yet. You know what I'm saying? It's coming, it's coming your way. Time travel. Miriam, what's your other question? Two Doctor Stranges. Because there were two men. One of them was Benedict Cumberbatch. Whatever. Uh, and and so I knew him. He was. 
I knew he was Doctor Strange, so he's got the glowy hands. And then there's a guy next to him, also with glowy hands. So it's like, wait, are there two of them? Mark, Miriam's question is, are there two Doctor Stranges, or what's up with all these strangers? Uh, no, Miriam, there is only one Doctor Strange. You ever work in a place like with other people and they're like your coworkers and they're not all you, you know? <laughs> it's like they that's, all have how sparkle hands. Strange, that's how he is. So Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange because that's He's his not name. Not using his made up name. Yeah, his name is it's... Stephen Strange. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, his last name is Strange. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> I thought that was like, ooh, I can do this thing with my hands, and oh, I, I got this no. green thing, stone so necklace. Uh, while you're quarantined with us, I would it's suggest you watch Doctor Strange, because I think this would help you a lot. He is a time wizard, lord, sorcerer, and being of that elk, you could potentially, you know, given how much logic is being just thrown out here, uh, be, you know, a bunch of different nonlinear uh time versions of yourself in one spot <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah i mean overall i think what miriam I, I, what you didn't realize was that dr strange is really stephen strange who's uh, a doctor because the character is he is a surgeon <laughs> yeah. he's a doctor his, his ability his magic stuff is not called dr Stranging. have you seen have you seen dr strange Clearly, she hasn't. No, no, no. Again, we can. It's one of the best ones. I've seen. I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, (laughs) Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man: Far From Home. (laughs) This better count. What's your What's your third and final question? (laughs) I got some questions for Miriam. (laughs) All right. We'll We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Might as well just go ahead and ask her questions now, and then we'll get to her last last question. Who do you think you are? Okay, Miriam, your turn for a rebuttal. Saboteur! Who do you think you are? How dare you? All right, Miriam, do you have any more questions about... Okay, my my last one. Make this count. I mean, this isn't necessarily a question, more of a, just a confusion, maybe. I mean, I'm always confused. I, well, I think it's in the second one, the endgame one, uh where Nebula is suspended and all torn apart, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it she she's a robot. So like you can't torture a robot, right? Like he's kind he, of a robot. Yeah, but like she she was able to like attach reattach her arm in in Guardians, you know, like where she was like do 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 this is no problem at all. She was like had a screwdriver in her arm and now suddenly oh you're pulling apart my arm that I attached myself. Like, how is that torture? I'm wondering, though, I I wondered about that, too, actually. Um, Like, but I think a lot of it is, at that point, Thanos has, like, some some serious stone power, you know? And I I feel like that the pain in which he is inflicting, is it, it like, a, a pain in which... I don't know. I almost thought that like he was like messing with like reality in a way, hmm. like it, like her reality, oh, like and, like, the and, like, ha- like like ha- having having her like a part like that. Like the pain was more of like she was like being twisted like 
with reality and shit. Okay. But I, I don't I don't know about that. That's interesting because I know there's one element where I think Nebula is part human, but mainly machine. Like she was made up, but like she still has a feeling and um, I guess a personality and still has like nerves nerves okay so i think what was happening was i think nebula was truly getting tortured because he was ripping apart her brain so i think she still had the nerves and the feelings mark (laughs) do you have any more questions for miriam um okay yes i do um do you do you plan on uh jumping into the mcu and, and and like watching them at any point in time like does that do you have any interest in that or could you just Take it, take it or leave it. I think I could leave it. I really, I don't know. Like, even going to Captain Marvel about a year ago in theaters, it was to kill time. Mm. I I need to do something with my day. Oh, Captain Marvel, okay. And I left going, okay. <laughs> they're just not my thing. I mean, they're not often, bad, though. You- do you often deny yourself happiness, or is this the first example? <laughs> well, you know what movie I did see in theaters and left with a big smile on my face? Frozen 2. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, my God. You've really added a spark to this. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know what's more confusing, time travel or Miriam's movie preferences. <laughs> we love you 3,000. Um, anything else you want to ask Miriam? This has been going really well. So. I'm sorry. You can cut the last 30 minutes. No. Nope. We're going to leave that in there, too. <laughs> uh, Miriam, when, uh, my last question is when all this is over covid style you know over um do you want to talk about this more in person what (laughs) do you want to get together and talk about it more (laughs) are you desperate for human connection (laughs) that's what i'm Uh, hearing i'm i'm yes i am i'm desperate (laughs) to connect with you about the marvel movies so was I, but it didn't I'm, work. I'm like, I'm like a re- Christian, but like for Marvel, what like Christian? I'm a Marvel Christian. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm I want to witness to you and oh no, the good word. Oh my, Iron Iron Man died for your sins. Oh, that's <laughs> the road true. we're going down. Die. That is true. He is kind of the Jesus. Of and this. I'm just concerned for your eternal soul. He said, "I am ne- inevitable." I'm Iron Man. I am Iron oh. Man. And then Miriam said, I'm not entertained. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Big crossovers there. <laughs> Let's wrap up the movie right now. Miriam, Endgame, Infinity War, would you watch these again? Probably not. <laughs> it was a good way to spend a quarantine day. But would I spend a regular Saturday, like when I have other interests and pursuits? No. So basically, you loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Great ratings from Miriam. Juliet, how would you wrap up Endgame in a summary? 
I think it's a, a great testament to 11 years of films. I jumped in on the tail end of it. Uh, it makes me, I, I I can get on a high horse or a high Pegasus and talk about how hey. I think it should have ended um, with this and we shouldn't have had all of these spinoffs and the Natasha movie. Did you know that there was a Natasha movie? Um and all these other things that are happening. But again, I'm not a purist that just needs these Avengers in her life. I love it as a movie. I love it as a series. I love it. I love the Avengers. Uh, I love all of them, even though I think all of these movies, even the bad ones are, are, are fun as hell. I mean, I don't think, I mean, we, we definitely talked about them seriously and logically and it's frustrating when you try to do that for sure especially in game with the time travel and flips and all, how many doctor stranges we don't know but i i think overall it's really really fun i think it's really impressive what they did as far as like doing this huge episodic uh series of films and i i think that they they did a really great job with tying it together I mean, depending on how you feel about the rise of Skywalker, which I am not a fan, but that's that's a whole other conversation. Um, after seeing Rise of Skywalker, like as litmus, Endgame rules. They killed it. I agree. I think Rise of Skywalker and all of the new Star Wars, it wasn't like consistent, and I feel we really turned it on with the Russo brothers joining, where there's finally some consistency and their story. And I felt like Endgame was like the perfect conclusion to everything. Like everything was wrapped up um, for the most part. And we'll see how well the next phase is going to be. But I just felt, yeah, if you want to compare it to Star Wars, Star Wars was the new one was definitely not that good. It was just not consistent. And clearly people weren't creatively on the same page. Whereas I felt like Endgame, it is the ultimate curtain call, the ultimate finale for everything even with the ending credits just to show all of the people and then you get into the main five with their signatures it's just a really nice touch and i just felt like i was really watching an an exclamation mark instead of a period and i'm just happy it exists and i'm happy during quarantine that i can watch both as many times as possible Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so let's go around the room and everyone can rate it miriam out of how many how many uh Infinity Stones. How many Infinity Stones are you going to give this? How many Doctor Stranges? I'll give it two and a half Infinity Stones. Well, I didn't tell you what the scale was. It's out so of two. So the scale was so out of two, and I think it's the best it movie ever. Two and a half Infinity Stones over, over two. So she really just, liked it. It's out of five, right? Well, it depends on whatever you say. It's actually out of six, it's technically. Out of, Let's make it out of six because there's six Infinity Stones. So, what? Never mind. We won't get into. I was How just many counting. Infinity Stones are there? There's I six. was just counting Time, where they. Reality, space. I don't know. Power. There's six. Okay. Yeah. There's one. There's one for each knuckle of the hand, and then the one in the middle. Oh, I wasn't counting oh. the thumb. That's why. I... So that out of six, out of how many six. Infinity Stones, Miriam? Three. That's because out of, out of five, it was going to be a two and a half. Juliet, how many Infinity Stones? I'm going to give it five out of six. Because 
while I think it's amazing as a final, you also have to think about it as the other 11 years worth of movies into it, I think. And so there's some points of this that I didn't get because I didn't see all of those. There was a moment with uh, Ant-Man and Wasp that I was like, oh, if I didn't see that movie, I wouldn't know. So there's... It, as an independent movie, it stands alone as a five out of six. It's super, super, super strong. Or a five out of five, you could call it. But because of that last sixth Infinity Stone, it doesn't get that one because you need to watch the whole franchise to really appreciate it. Five out of a six, for sure. I kind of feel like Infinity War, in comparison, would maybe be a six out of six. I feel like that Infinity War is the strongest Avenger film. But Endgame, considering its place in ending the entire series and i again like how i feel like they just did that very well and its entertainment value i thought i mean it was you know i laughed i cried you know i was on the edge of my seat like and that's really what we want from it i ate a lot of popcorn Um, while i watched it (laughs) that's good too i'm going six out of six it's exactly what you thought it was gonna be They wrapped up, what, 21 other movies. But at the same time, it's basically something that this is what I was expecting it to be in and delivered. And it gave you kind of a little bit of everything. And I just, I guess I don't know what other kind of movie I wanted it to be. So I can't help but just give it six. I'm going to snap my fingers and you guys all gave it sixes. So it's cool. (laughs) Love to do this again with you again, Mark. You know, of course. Until the next time we will, we'll talk a movie with you. But uh, talk a movie. Hey, uh, this is uh, Welcome to Max's Talk a Movie Podcast, where we talk a movie for a while. You'd well, once I get in. shut down for filming you in, it'll be Talk a Movie. Talk a talk movie, a movie with Max Grill and sometimes his sister and Juliet too. You know, it's a good time oh, over here. Talk a movie. And thank you all for listening as well. We're the Filming You In show. We're hanging tight during this coronavirus, and we hope you're all staying health, uh, safe and healthy. And please rate and review us and give us five stars or six infinity stones, whatever you want to give us. Thank you for listening to the Film and UN show. Bye, everyone. You like film? That's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and UN show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. Floating pictures. Join us, everybody, for the Filming You Win show. Let's get some lunch.